love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. That's right, everybody. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 156. During our DeHops Flight segment, we're going to touch on the NBA season awards and other stuff. What, what was your name, Micah? I'm sorry, I forgot. NFL Travel Miles travel and miles. Strength of Schedule. Because that comes out Thursday, right? So we'll touch a little bit on that. The, the official schedule, like the yes. weeks and stuff like yes. that. Yep. So that'll be cool. And then mine is going to be some of the, the Kentucky Derby stuff and kind of compare Sweet. it to some current odds that are out there, which will be fun. Um, we'll uh, have our Detroit Red Wings season recap and catch up on the Detroit Tigers struggles. Uh, we'll see if we can bounce Get back on track with a winning Wednesday parlay. I actually didn't put one together, so I might just wing that one. So don't bet on it. But How about you just win that one? That'll be the one that I win, right, that I don't share with anybody. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in our betting hero segment, of course, we will grade some great craft beer from the state of Michigan. We're here at the Hops like we are every single every second Tuesday of every month which is going to be Mondays here moving forward. But Monday, Monday, um, we'll, Monday. we'll get into that here soon. But uh, before we jump in, I did want to give a – oh, actually, if you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, um, what other what – other YouTube, all of the social media Everything things. Everything social media-wise. If you're watching us live, please let us know in the comments. Be part of the conversation. Let us know where we're right and wrong. We're going to talk Red Wings, so if we have any Red Wing fans out there, you're probably going to hate what I have to say, at least partially, so – um, stay on and tell us where I'm wrong. That's a good way to go, right? Sam's um, never wrong. Never wrong. Never, never. wrong. Um, the hops, before we jump in, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors to help keep these things rolling and free for our listeners. The hops Brewing Company Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. Uh, Mac Web Design helped us get our website up and running. And Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Waldhart. With me today, we got Micah. Smith what up? and John Dornboss not working behind Johnny. the scenes. You guys can see what he looks like now. Sorry, ladies. In front He's of the taken. scenes <laughs> or within <laughs> the scenes. We're live. We are live. My mic's even on, too. Yeah. That's crazy. This is crazy. The camera and the mic are on. Yes. What's going on? Every, yeah. Can't, you can't be on your phone the whole time, which is crazy, right? It's on the charger anyway. Is it? So. That's the ca- good. The yeah. camera can't see your flow, though. Oh. It's got There's the good a little hair. bit of flow behind the headphones. Play yeah. Off, yeah, play yeah. Off hockey it would yeah. look better in a state of my sports hat, but we'll, t- we'll take a Tigers hat. That's fine. I got it out in my car. I thought about wearing it, but you know, <laughs> you know, Detroit won a game today. I was thinking, you know, this is the time to rock it. I'm on the camera. <laughs> but they lost one too, so you should <laughs> go switch it now while we got time. No, but um, thanks for coming on. Thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate it. Obviously, Ryan's uh, MIA. He's got softball tonight, so hopefully they uh, lose by a lot. So. Um, <laughs> Speaking of softball. Oh, John's got his yeah. softball. But you said you retired from softball, isn't I that true? I am, yeah. Is that 2017? 2017 Ooh, was a long time ago. Is that a league dude. championship one? That is. From wow. Allendale Rec. That'd be nice. I never had one of those. Actually, did, we did win one, right? Didn't we? 
Yeah, we did. So. Like back in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got, well, I think that year I subbed, so I didn't get a shirt. I wasn't on the team. Okay. I think that was 2018, wasn't um, it? Might have been. I don't know. Or 16, maybe. I think we've been at Walker for more than three years, haven't we? The last time I played at Allendale, I got kicked out of a game, so I never went back there. I was like, <laughs> uh, I got a track record uh, now. Right? I'm out of here. Yeah, are you, but you're not playing this year. I'm not. So you're I'm retired. just 100% golfer now. Yeah, I got something going on at the shoulder, so throwing the ball is a little diff- uh, difficult at the time. At the time, yeah. right now, so golfing is my go-to. Nice, that's good. That's Twice good. a week, and then range once a week. So, then. so your sub material or you're not sub yeah, material? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you've got golf Thursdays, right? Wednesday and Thursday. What yeah. course do you play at? Uh, Western Greens. Uh, both of them? Both nights? Yeah. Really? I ended up getting a membership out there and then joining a second league. Can you bring so. anybody for fun, for free? Or I for don't know discount? if it's for free, but like I think it... <laughs> discount for it, fun, it, for free, it, for discount? Definitely pays for the cart. Like, yeah? I, I get a cart, so... Let's go. Anybody that goes, yeah. I'm down. Be you fun. know I'm not very good, but... Hey, I'm, every I'm, once in a while, I can I'm get not, a hole. I'm in not it. either. Yeah, golf is one of those games, man. You can yeah. have your days. Yeah, you can be really good at <laughs> you it. You can for, have your days. Yeah, for 17 out of 18 holes and still leave pissed off, you know? Yeah. I usually <laughs> leave either really drunk or really pissed off. Or, yeah. both. or both. I do like to have a, <laughs> a couple cocktails out what's there. What's your What's course. your go to drink when you're on the golf course? Ooh, you know I got at least six or seven bush lights in the bag. Is that what it is? I don't tell these golf course owners. No, that, of course. well, I mean, now that you're a member, you yeah. can do whatever if you want, right? Well, I don't know if I can technically get away with it <laughs> just because I'm a member there. In fact, they have little lockers for me, so like, oh, I don't wow. know. Yeah, they might check that stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like a light beer, but every now and then I'll take a couple shots too. Yeah. yeah. What's your go-to uh, course uh, beer? Or drink if, if it's if it's quick, you know, just hanging out with the boys. It's going to be beers, you know, some Bud Lights. Mm-hmm. But if I'm feeling a little extra bougie, you know, I'll order some like G and T's on the course if they have Ooh. like a what do they call them a cart lady? Like a full, or, yeah, or full a, service cart. Yeah, full yeah. service cart. Some carts yeah, only yeah. got like shooters and maybe like a bottle that they can mix a drink with. Yeah, like a, you know. So so if there's a full service cart available, yeah, a GNT is nice. Yeah, Man, nice. when when they have you? those full sor- service carts, I just get nervous walking up to them. Like they get like they want to be in and out. They want to get go- going, you know. Like yeah, they, they want to serve you and go. I'm like, I don't know what I want. I want to like talk about it oh. and like just <laughs> what do you got on your real. menu? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I so we we last year we we were golfing with uh, my friend Justin and Erica. They got married, so they had like yeah. a couple shower on the golf course and stuff. Nice and. You know, me being big and bad, I was like, yeah, you know, put put these put this round on, on my card. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. He's like, the wife called me, like, and oh, so things she was, got weird. She was there, and, like, when she saw the bill, it, 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 we had a nice discussion on the way home. She's like, you're, you're not rich, Sam. Stop pretending you are. I was like. Sorry, I, th- I was trying to be nice. <laughs> it's like you, you were nice. I was, I was very nice. I was very no, but for my go-to, uh. I, I'm more of a like, I love summer shandy on a golf course. Ooh. I'm a big That's summer good. shandy fan. Um, in certain situations. Yeah. Every now and then, if I see one of those sitting in one of those coolers on the beer cart, it's like, man, it's hard to turn those mm-hmm. down. And you never see them in a 12 ounce. They're always in like a 16 ounce can and it's a decent beer for them. So right? it's like, all right, all right, you got me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm either like a summer shanty or light beer. If I go with like craft beer, which you guys know, I love craft beer. I'll just, just start. It'll hit me hard. Because like when I'm golfing, like I down, I, I drink one per hole pretty much. Oh yeah, it's so easy that's why to I do. gotta go real light. By yeah. the sixth hole, this I'm, man's just yeah. 
I play great then. Hey, because I'm only putting. I'm just I've, like <laughs> I've fallen over a couple times on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I got to get out in the courses. Have you been? How many times have you been out so far, John? Man, I just played um, Saturday and Sunday for the first two times yeah. this year. Yeah, you shoot well. Uh, Saturday was a scramble out of Alpine. Okay. Um, we definitely used like 95% of my shots. Sorry to the guys that I played with. Uh, <laughs> it was brutal. They're not Sorry, not good. sorry. Yeah. I mean, every tee shot, I think uh, I let somebody else, we used a tee shot on a par three and then somebody else made a putt. But outside of that, yeah. it was pretty much, I played my own game and I think we still shot like three under. Nice. Um, and then Sunday was a different story. Went out to Western, thought I'd give it a try. The course is a little wet. Oh yeah. But I had... I played well. I had one just one bad hole. I lost my tee shot. It landed in the fairway, plugged, couldn't find it. Dropped yes, the ball, hit my second shot up towards the green, plugged, couldn't you, find you it. And you seem like one of those, like, honest golfers, too. Like, if oh, it yeah. plugs, like, you're going to give yourself a penalty oh, for I losing took a, it. Took a so for me, drop, yeah. for me, I'm like, no, wait. That's, that's the course's fault, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might even take a stroke off because they just wasted my time. If, if you I'm, know? Yeah, if I'm casually <laughs> playing with some buddies and, like, everybody else is doing the same thing, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. I try to take it serious when I do play as much as I can. So I ended up with a snowman, triple bogey on a really? par five. And I think I had, I, could do that. I had seven pars and one birdie. That's not bad. The rest of the round. So it's like that one hole really got to me yeah. and shot two over. Alpine's but all right, right? Like, it's pretty good. It's decent, Decent yeah. course. Cart paths are a little rough, but they are it's gas. A good, it's a good scramble cuts. Oh, yeah, course. yeah. Yeah, it's not long. Yeah. It's it's relatively straight. Um, you nice. can get through there pretty quick. Nice. So, Very yeah. good. Well, let's, let's get right into our, our hops flight topics for the day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually go first. Uh, the Kentucky Derby happened. I don't know if you guys saw, but Rich Steele. Is that his name? Rich Steele? What a, what a name. Is that what it was called? Rich Strike? Yes, Rich Strike. Strike Rich. Rich Strike. One of the two. Doesn't matter. I'm not a big horse fan. I wanted to bet on it. I didn't have the platform to do it, and I was told that I can't sign up for another platform by um, myself. I basically told myself that because I'm signed up for so many of them. Um, You wanted to blame it on someone, but you actually took the heat. I took the heat. That's pretty good. No, it was was honestly like an internal fight. I was like, all right, (laughs) should I go do it? And Andrea, she even asked me, she goes, are you going to bet on the race? I was like, I don't have the platform to do it. And she goes, you're not going to sign up for it? I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not. Your wife's like, I could <laughs> use a bigger rock, honey. Right? Yeah, I did, yeah, I, I did pay for her ring with, <laughs> with my winnings one year. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so Rich Strike was 80 to 1 odds. I don't know if you guys heard the story. And I'm not race guy. I'm not big, big into the ponies or anything like that. <clears> but <throat> I guess, like, he was an alternate. So one of the horses got scratched. And it was like, I heard the story, but it was – like a minute before the the deadline of somebody getting, um, you know, what like, are they, like entering the horses. Yeah, name yeah to basically. The, yeah. The so he was an alternate. Yeah. Setting the roster. So I think they what run 19 or 20. It doesn't matter the, 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 sure. how many, but like sure. if it was a minute later, they wouldn't have brought in an alternate. They just would have ran with less, less one, horses. Yeah, one less. Okay. It was like a 30 seconds to a minute that wow. that Hal happened. And then he got in by like, he was the next alternate by like a half a point or something crazy. I don't know how it all goes down. It doesn't matter. But anyways, he was 80 to 1 odds in, in, in most books in, in Kentucky. I know like other books had some, some weird odds and stuff. But he was like Was he the longest odds? odds? Longest odds, yeah. Okay. And he came in and, and won this race, which was absolutely insane. I don't know if you guys watched it. No, I didn't. But like the, the aerial view of what he did and like going in and out, like I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, that was tremendous. 
It was impressive. Um, I'm just waiting for the hammer to fall on him that he like doped up or something like that, right? Oh uh, well, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the entire race, but I did see that camera view that you're specifically talking about, and that was like halfway through, maybe. Yeah, he was starting just starting to make a move. Yeah, it was other horses. You could tell were just like getting tired and moving out of the side, <laughs> and then he just like uh uh-uh, I'm going that way, <laughs> yeah. left, right, like up the middle between two horses, and like just came out of nowhere. Yeah, man. and I I don't know like the way the horsing game works, but like I feel like if they didn't expect him to be in this race, they would just shoot him up with so much illegal steroids, trying to get him like ready to train. And all of a sudden, it's like nope, you're actually in. It's like oh. Frickin' a like they're they're probably biting their nails like we did something illegal for this guy and it's just waiting for the for the hammer to drop and i haven't heard anything about it but like i haven't either but i know uh, like the i think the bloodlines or like the ownership lines of that horse are like tied into some other like successful horses oh is it okay yeah. yeah no but anyways the first thing so 80 to 1 i love odds i love the way it all works down or works out. So I was like, all right, eighty to one. What does that compare to? So what is that? Plus of eight thousand, I think, is what we we came up with. Is that? Yes. I hope that's correct. Yep. All right, it is correct. But I, I checked the calculator. All right, the calculator says eighty to one is plus eight thousand. So that means if you bet a hundred dollars, you win eight thousand dollars. No, eight hundred. No, plus eight thousand would be a hundred dollars to win eight thousand. Oh, uh, sorry. Yep. You're okay, now I'm really nervous. No, no, no. Sorry, that's my that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I pulled up some some re, some current odds that would compare to that, and I don't want to put you guys on the spot of what you would take. But anyways, this just shows like the the absolute uh, upset that this this was. So if you're looking at Super Bowl odds, the Chicago Bears winning the Super Bowl this year, eight thousand or plus eight thousand, it's crazy. Like there's no chance that that's gonna happen. <laughs> Right, the That's Bears the way, winning the, the Super Bowl. The Chicago Bears to win no. the Super Bowl. Didn't they have like a D minus draft grade or something? I think it was yeah, D minus or F or whatever they can do. I don't think they can give out Fs anymore because no. people's feelings get hurt. But yeah, they got one of the worst <laughs> draft grades um, ever. Um, and then uh, Tennessee, the Volunteers to win uh, the NCAA football championship. So like, what are they going to finish like? Probably it. seventh in their division. See, part of me goes. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe, and then Alabama's going to go <laughs> squat, squash them like a bug. No. Like there's zero chance that they win this. Not happening. Um, you could have Maryland or Illinois to win the, the Big Ten in college football, which is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that ain't happening either. Not I'm a- sorry. I'm not, that's not just coming as a Michigan fan. I think we can name several schools that we would take well oh, before them oh, and it would yeah, just be Rutgers. absolutely blow yeah Rutgers <laughs> might be one of them maybe like 10 schools <laughs> yeah <laughs> right the big 10 um this one was actually kind of interesting Ohio State and Michigan State to win the NCAA basketball championship now I know what the Spartans are it hasn't been that exciting but January February is all right so that's is that still a thing is that still or do we skip that month? It or like, how does that all work? <laughs> who you root for? Yeah. I mean, they're the the last team in the state of Michigan to win a national championship in basketball. Uh, the, so. Aren't are they the last Big Ten team as well? Or no? No, I didn't. Ohio State snag one. They might have. Yeah. With like Greg Oden and uh, Michael Conley back in the day. That is a good question. I don't remember Oden winning one, but I could be wrong. You would know better than me. I don't know. Unless I'm right and you're wrong, then I would know. I don't want to admit to that. I hate Ohio State. <laughs> but you're never wrong. I'm never wrong, never. especially on Red Wings episodes. No. So. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> um, uh, the next one that I, that I pulled up was uh, some U.S. Open odds. And these are uh, U.S. Open. Ooh, you golf. can get some pretty good uh, Something players. Something you know really well. 
Oh, we're getting comments, John. You can read those, right? Yeah, sure. I've seen your name a couple times. Whoa, whoa, that's a swear word. Yeah. Whoa. Why? Who swore at you? Happiest podcast on earth. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Must be a competing podcast on the same night of the week. Must be All right, so angriest. what was that first one? So Carrie says, wow, John in front of the camera? Hey, John. Hey, John. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Hello, Carrie. People loving it. All right, what did Kyle say? Um, Leicester. Le- oh, Leicester City. Oh, Leicester that was the That was a soccer thing. Oh, you guys had a little <laughs> side bet going on? <laughs> no, he's just he just has to talk soccer for some reason. Okay. And All right. Then, uh, yeah, I don't Leicester know from- City was 5,000 to 1 to win the championship, and they won. That's, that's pretty crazy. And what is Happiest Podcast on Earth doing? John's butt ugly mug was meant to be producing, not to be on camera. <laughs> really? You know, when, when it gets thin, you got to really? be desperate, right? I was always told you have, a, you have a face for radio. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Jarrett. Oh, I mean, there's uh, Jarrett. Happiest Podcast. Look at that. Oh, Jarrett's, oh, what is he saying? Oh, Arsenal all the he way. Must, he must have oh, logged, he logged out of his happiest podcast page and said, oh, shoot. <laughs> he, he thought he was on the other one. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I've made that mistake before. Well, that's just the kind of fan he is, right? He's a Vikings and a Red Sox Yeah, he doesn't know who he's a fan of today. Is he a fan of Jarrett Fenimore? Is he a fan of happiest podcast on earth today? Are he the Lightning know. still playing or no? Well, <laughs> ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jarrett, for what you did, was it last weekend or two weekends ago? Good for you, man. Love it. Love you. You're a good guy. No matter what Micah says, you are a good guy. But All right, next oh. flight. Oh, oh, wait, no, I had the U.S. Whoa. Open odds. Um, these ones are actually pretty interesting. You had Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Jason Day, and Patrick Reed, all eight, plus 8,000. So, I don't know. Kind of fun, right? What do you think about those odds, John? You know golf better than anyone. Uh, I mean, I just don't really like Patrick Reed. What were the other names? Justin Rose. He's he's a he's Adam sneaky. Scott. He's sneaky and Adam Scott too. I mean, he can put it all together. Jason okay. Day's won a major, hasn't he? Wait. Yeah, yeah, he's won. Shoot, I know the Masters, and he might be on the U.S. Open. I don't remember. So, out of any of those guys, would you be willing to throw down say fifty bucks on those odds? No. I wouldn't no. do 50. Okay. I would no. do maybe 10, 10 bucks. Would you do 10? I'm a light better. Like, I don't bet big numbers. Yeah. I just, I just bet often. Yeah. I, like, I, almost every day. Yeah. I, I might have a problem. I should oh, probably look that number up. I actually have other problems. I think we have life. the number. <laughs> we I've, do. Yeah. I've not used a, my uh, betting hero or any uh, DraftKings. Never placed a bet. You've yet to place scores. a bet. That's a problem. Outside of fantasy football. That's another that type of problem. problem. <laughs> it is a problem. I, have one, I might I have, have a one, problem. I have yeah. one type you of problem. You have a problem. You two have other type of problems. Uh, well. <laughs> I know a guy uh, that can get you signed up. Um, bettinghero.com. Sure, I can get great promo, promo code. Promo code. Am I bets? Am I bets? We'll get it all set up for uh, you guys. No, I guess in golf, I would be putting money on other players that I think have a better chance of winning. All right. Yeah. So those odds well, are we'll definitely get in the, what, When is the U.S. Open? It's got to be in the next it's couple weeks, up, right? yeah. I think two weeks, right? Is Mickelson going to play or is he still hiding? I don't think so. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, he's he's... He might be in jail. Fickle, Fickleson? I feel like last I heard, he was like trying to get like reinstated on the PGA Tour or something. <laughs> Just booted him? But they got other fish to fry right now. So. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Same as a problem? Gosh, Kyle. You're a problem. You should have been here, man. I guess the, the we could have put, put John's mug behind the camera, and yeah. then you could have been here. And Thanks, for, for real. Thanks for throwing me in under oh this bus. Oh, my gosh. 
I guess the Lightning are up 2 nothing right now. <coughs> there you go, Jarrett. Good for the Lightning. I think I was on the wrong side of that bet, but um, we'll get over into that later. <laughs> All right, John, what, what's your betting here? Or not betting, Dobbs <laughs> flight segment topic. Flight segment. Uh, just a little, I know we're talking a hockey recap here, but NBA recap, mm-hmm. some NBA uh, regular season awards. Uh, I guess the latest to be announced, the one that everybody was just dying to hear. My boy, the Joker, bringing home a consecutive second MVP in a row, Nikola Jokic. Jokic? Jokic. Jokic. I think it's Joke. Like egg yolk. It's kind of a Jokic. Uh, a couple guys that got snubbed uh, that also qualified, uh, Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, a lot of people were thinking that Embiid was the walkaway MVP, but honestly, I, I like Jokic. I like his game. Uh, Embiid plays in a, a much easier Eastern Conference. Giannis is probably the best player in the NBA. If the Bucks make it to the, you know, the championship and they win, perhaps uh, he'll just end up with the MVP of the playoffs. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. That one was kind of a head scratcher. He's a guard, um, and that hasn't been done since I believe, like, uh, was it oh, Gary Payton? I believe won the last guard Defensive Player of the Year, and that was in like 1995. Uh, head coach, uh, coach of the year, Monty Williams for the Suns. Obviously, they just had a heck of a season. Uh, ended up with, like, the best record in the NBA. Rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes. He beat out Cade and uh, Evan Mobley. So, what do we think about Cade not getting it? Uh, I mean, I just – I don't think he did anything flashy this year. He did – he played well. It's just well. all about the flash. He played well. Yeah, I think Scotty Barnes had, like, a bigger role in getting Toronto to the play-in game. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I guess it makes a difference if you're flirting with the postseason that rookie of the year is a big uh, – So why, why is the rookie of the year being, like, considered a team, like, accomplishment? Like, I, look, I, I'm done with the basketball. I'm not going to pretend that I know anything about these guys. But, come on. Yeah, I don't know. He, was, he was the best rookie in this, in, the, in this class, wasn't he? I think he had the best overall season, yes, by himself. If you look at – if you break down the game and, like, the numbers in the film. I think he played the best out of all of them. He just happened to be on a team that struggled to find their like identity till the end of the year. Yeah. That's disappointing. It I is. I feel like he should have I, I totally agree. I mean, you also got, in my opinion, you got to take into the fact that he was the number one pick. So he's got all this added pressure on top of that. And he yeah. still went out there and played. He started. He played the whole entire season. Do, do you have where he finished? Was he third? Ooh, I don't know if he was third. He just been I don't know, he was top three. Okay. Right? They had three finalists. But you know yeah. the, arti- the article I pulled up it had Barnes, Mobley, K listening to that. So order. it must it must so. be that yeah, I bet you that's how they finished then. So listener Colin made a very good point that Cade was hurt at the beginning of the year and he's literally the best rookie. Was his statement. Yeah, I mean he, uh, it's he, it's, he, it's he hard to argue. He didn't he definitely didn't start the season game one on the floor either. Right. Like he had to find right. his way and he struggled early on. But it didn't take long for him to find that. No, and when quickly, he did, quickly. I, I know he led uh, basketball in like 25, 5, and 5 games, 25 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. The dude played the, the position well. Um, yeah, so Cade did finish in third. Was it third? Yeah. He had nine first-place votes. Which is still kind of like, in a way, disrespectful, I believe, because like Mobley playing in, in Cleveland, he's got other players around him that are young yeah, and like talented like, and like stars. Like He's kind of the last piece to their build. Maybe not the last piece. That might be a little generous, but like he was, he was coming into a young 
very talented group already where Cade is the first piece of – that's probably not fair because we have Sadiq Bey and, and other people and what Killian Hayes started. But, like, he came in and was the guy from day one. Correct. And the, what that team did, as soon as he was healthy, fell on his shoulders. Yeah. Especially once Jeremy Grant went down and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they took into consideration his, like, commercials endorsement with, like, Valley Sports. Yeah, yeah, those were good. really, really bad. <laughs> really, really yeah. dry. The guy has no, like, enthusiasm in life. The insurance commercials and oh, stuff. Oh, man. Like, yeah. like, where I go to get a vehicle, you know? And it's just <laughs> like, come on. We know where you got your first vehicle. That was when you were at Oklahoma right. State. You yeah, didn't get exactly. that on your rookie contract. Right, that exactly. That's funny to think about, but it's really not funny when it comes to this. It, like that's ridiculous. It, yeah, it's just it's frustrating that like it, it's not that big of a deal. It, it really isn't. Do am I going to lose sleep over it? No, I've no. been sleeping great since it might have been announced two weeks ago. I don't know when it was even announced, but it's not that big of a deal. But at the same time, it's just disappointing that it, it feels like a Detroit slight more than anything. It's like, well, you're in Detroit, you're not that big of a deal, and I feel like it's just going to be the trend with him. No matter how good he gets, he's always going to take a back seat to other up-and-coming superstars. You know what I mean? It just feels like he has that personality and, and maybe game. I don't know if that's fair, but I don't know. What do you think? He's Mr. Consistent, and he's not flashy, and he's not going to go out there and like try to just outplay the star on the next team. Yeah, That's not his job. I don't think that's what he is trying to do in his NBA career. He's just he's ready to put in work in for year two. Like the guy's ready to keep on improving. That and that's a positive thing. So I listened to Jim Costa who who's a friend of the show obviously he's on ninety seven won the ticket now. Um he, he brought it up as like it might even be a good thing. It might be a good thing. Let this chip on the shoulder grow and really like use that as fuel to get to the next level. What, what did Colin say here? Oh, finished third in voting overall. Team stats shouldn't matter. He was the MVP of the Rising Stars game and was top three in every category among all NBA rookies, leading in most major categories. So yeah, again, right. like, and amen. Detroit Colin, versus nice everybody. Yeah, that's, we yeah. have a cherry on top for that. That's a that's a Come, coming tonight. up next. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do. But, uh, that's a hashtag. For an- another thing that, that decades. it, it kind of is going to relate back to, and it's going to be interesting to see if. How, how the Red Wings rookies are, are treated when it comes to voting. Because right now, Cider, we'll get into it as we talk red, hockey, but he's the, the betting favorite. Okay. But I'm curious if the flash in, around the league will, will kind of get rid of that. But um, other than that, like – Yeah, a couple others. Yeah, I what guess. else was there? Yeah, I don't know. The, the whole – I feel like all, all around the uh, – I don't know, these, uh, these awards were kind of fishy in my opinion. But sixth man of the year went to Tyler Hero in Miami. I guess that one was kind of – uh, predicted, uh, but Kevin Love had a big year in Cleveland too, coming off of the bench. Um, I think that was another one. It's just like Miami's a hot team, and he did that last year. Like he, I think he got snubbed last year coming off the bench. Uh, most improved player, John Morant, which I that one kind of <laughs> that boggles my mind a little bit. I, I just feel like there's other players in the league that had way less hype that did way more with their season than he did. I mean, he was still a top five, I think, lottery pick. Right. Yeah, and it's not like he had a bad year last year. No. and You know who I, who I think probably deserved it? Jordan Poole, maybe. Which yeah. which one? Jordan Poole. No, which award? Most the, the most improved. The way he's kind of okay. jumped, and splashed. He, was, he wasn't even a finalist. Well, he wasn't? No. Who else is on the list? Like, I was going to ask you, John about the sixth man, about Jordan Poole. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I guess he like, could have fit that mold too. The, 
the dude came off the bench two uh, three nights ago with yeah. 31 points led the team. It's insane. I, wonder, I wonder what like goes into that though, like how many games they have to come off of the bench in the regular season cuz I know Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were hurt for a long time. So I know he started a lot of games. That might have like hurt his chances there. But okay. I think improved player for sure. Darius Garland's on there, which he had a great year in Cleveland too. And DeJounte De, De Murray? De, Never heard of that. Dude. I don't know. Plays for the Spurs. I think he's like the only player that did anything for them this okay. year. So he probably just got thrown on the list. Sportsmanship Award went to Patty Mills of the Nets. Uh, good for him. And then Teammate of the Year, uh, Drew Holiday with the Milwaukee Bucks. Which <laughs> Teammate of the Year? They have an award for that? Yeah, I don't know. So what, what, what does <laughs> that cute. mean? Do they just like poll every team and <laughs> every like, team everybody like, votes for yeah, everybody? Yeah, <laughs> so I actually think he's a really good teammate, so, so I'm going to vote for him. Technically, he could have just gotten like <laughs> – He's a really good guy. He could have gotten like seven or eight votes, you know, and won <laughs> exactly, it, right? Exactly, right. Everybody <laughs> so, votes, yeah. I don't know all about that, but that's, that's the NBA. Uh, teammate season, of the Year. Yeah, season awards. And it's not – it's not – and there are allowed to vote an NBA player for the, or they have to vote an NBA player because I'm assuming none of them are really good teammates but oh. <laughs> <laughs> the way basketball players are I mean with me and I and all that stuff I assume that most of them are me and players. I I think he signed yeah. up I love that oh. what, what do you got so, well Colin he's firing off man, on that Colin yeah, thanks he, for watching pumped, thanks for dude. commenting glad share I, us with you some friends yeah, to help I'm, us grow our audience I'm glad I picked a good topic <laughs> uh, draft lottery on Tuesday for the NBA Oh yeah, yeah. So NHL lottery just happened. We got the same odds the NBA as last one. year. Yeah. Man, is there somebody that Colin? Is there someone that you want? Where do you want to draft? Do you want one overall? Is that what's key here? He also believes the NBA awards are a joke. Yes. Since <laughs> forever. <laughs> Since forever. Isn't the NBA a joke? I laugh at it personally. Like just, we bet on it all the time, me and my coworkers, but I don't know anything about it. At this, pretty- at this rate, I feel like because they keep adding teams and games to the playoffs, they should just uh, settle these awards when the season's completely over. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I love that you you were talking about NBA because I saw a couple of the guys. You know how they like TNT and whoever's airing the playoffs right now. They're they're watching like the the stars walk in, and I'm like, you guys look like clowns. Walking the, the way you're dressed, okay. You, you you're not wearing business suits, you know, I'm like a big NHL suit player. Fan when it comes uh, to that so am I. So am yeah. I. But you know, maybe the MLB is a little more lax. NFL maybe a little more lax. But the NBA, you guys look like clown material. Yeah, it's it's laughable. Like you, the, you think you're fashionable, well, and when, you, it's funny. Didn't uh, so the the Stern, the the commissioner before, da- yeah, David Stern. Yeah, he put in like a dress code that they had to because Allen Iverson was getting so ridiculous with what he was wearing. Oh, okay, what's the dress code? <laughs> what is it limited I, to colors? I think it's been eliminated since. Oh my, <laughs> is my guess. Good they, yeah, they did call it the the Allen Iverson. Uh, the rule. Yeah, I believe he came out and said that on uh, Dan Patrick. So I, I, I asked, interview. I asked Colin a question. It looks like he's he's Ooh. got his his guys out there. Yeah, he's hoping for a top four pick: uh, Jabari Smith, uh, Paolo Bancaro, and Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray. All right, all right. A couple of Big Ten guys there: wow. Keegan Murray and Jaden you know, Ivey. Ivey sound is very interesting to me. I, I like that Ivey guy. I don't really like Chet Holmgren. Do you think Chet's going to go number one? Just no, no matter what team is sitting How there, much would you, you chat? Think, I mean, bet. I think if Orlando has the first overall Good. pick, he'll go number one. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is in there? Houston, right? I believe. Yeah. Houston yep. won't take him. 
I don't want to see him in Detroit. I don't want to see him even. He's the big guy, right? Yeah, big guy. I don't want skinny, big guy. lanky. And I want. Ugh. I just don't I think. I don't real think basketball player. He looked real slow in the tournament. I don't think his game translates to the NBA like people were talking. They're giving him like Kevin Durant like comps. I'm like, get out of here. This <laughs> it guy just is doesn't not happen. Kevin Durant. I, no, you can't compare Keegan, anyone. Keegan either. Murray is an interesting one too. I think right from like Iowa, I believe. Um, Isn't Pablo play for Duke? Pablo, yeah, yeah. Or is that sorry, <laughs> Pablo? Sorry, yeah. is is he the one that was mistaken for for uh, Patrick Mahomes at the F one race? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was weekend, a good watch down in Miami. That yeah. was good. Um, we got one more question here, one more comment, then we'll oh, move on. Colin works for the Pistons. Oh, good for you. Nice and, brag. And we nice don't, brag moment. We don't talk about Whoa. the NBA. Oh, <laughs> can you get us tickets? To give away on the podcast. Oh, that's, dang. That's, hey, hey, That's what hey. I want to know. Like, I mean, if you we can do that. Get us a ticket to or, a game. Yeah, I've never been to an NBA game, Colin. So They're fun. Make you, that happen. Oh, you time. haven't? I've never been to one. Really? No. I mean, you've been to one, right? <laughs> I've been to one. Yeah. I, as back a kid. As a 12-year-old at yeah. the Pacers game, and I didn't go because I was too young. No, actually, I've been oh, to two then. I saw, My dad uh, took me to one. Yeah. Did he? I saw, yeah. I saw Kobe in Detroit on his uh, last victory tour season. And the halftime performance was Coolio. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I remember when he opened for all that or whatever. Like, he was the, the headliner for that show on Nickelodeon. L- late remember ni- that show? Late 90s, right? Like 97. <laughs> what a great show. He was the opener for um, Keenan and Kel, wasn't he? Yes. Coolio. Yeah, yep. I'm pretty yep. sure he was. Yeah, loved that show. That was a great show. All right, a couple more comments, then we'll move on. Anyone, anything worth saying? Well, Kerry's been to so many games, too, so. Yeah? I guess. I've been to so many. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pass, pass now. What is she even talking about? I don't know. How just many drinks your, have you just had? Just get your beer introduction ready, Kerry. Get it on time this time. <laughs> All right, Micah, let's, let's go through your topic so, here. Sounds like we're going to a game next year. Colin just commented back. boy, Colin. Thank no. you, buddy. No other sport does it like the NFL. They keep you intrigued year-round, basically. They literally right? keep the faucet just barely just, trickling just every dripping. single day. Just a drip, drip, drip. And then and they turn it on full blast, and they drip, drip, and drip. They, and they do it so well. Yeah. So I'm hooked. Schedule release is upon us. Thursday. Thursday. And strength of schedule was already released, and... Miles to be traveled in 2022 has been released. All okay. right. So you could take your guesses, but uh, let's go through the top five toughest schedules. So we're going to start off number one. Number one. All right. Los can Angeles. I get, can I... <laughs> I got two choices now. <laughs> Rams. Rams. <laughs> Rams. Good. Ram Good. Rams. Hopefully. Stafford like stubs his toe, not a big injury, but hopefully hurts himself a little bit and has to sit out for like seventeen out of eighteen games or whatever. Sixteen out of seventeen sends him on a train exactly to Detroit. Yeah, maybe maybe even the type of thing that voids a contract. Do the Rams pick up Baker Mayfield at that point and run (laughs) it? Probably run it back. (laughs) Probably would. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the run it back dog. But I mean, the Super Bowl champion usually gets that right, especially when they win their division and all that good stuff. Yep, but. Okay, can, can I guess number two? Uh, Are we going to go through? Can we make this a game? I want a game. Sure, let's do a game. game. All right, as long two. as you didn't look at my sheet already. I did not look at your sheet. Okay. But I'm going to guess because you have to like, well, you got to think division, right? That's where it kind of all comes in. Okay. Um, the Rams division's not that hard, so I'm kind of surprised that it's still up there. But I think they base it on last year's 
results, so that might have something to do with it. Right, so you're down to two teams. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Cardinals. Good. They right? suck. Right. They have the second worst. Or second hardest. hardest. Second toughest. Wow. Yep. All right. Hardest. And then third yeah. is going yeah. to be the Packers. Mm, nope. AFC. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> really? nope. I guess in the, in the division, the Packers <laughs> are like, all right, we got, we got six games of just walk. Okay. Walking through. Super Bowl runner up. Wow. Cincinnati Bengals, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, all right. And then uh, number four would be? The Bills. No, starts with a B, though. Broncos. The Bucks. The Buccaneers. Wow. The <laughs> Buccaneers. In that division? Jared's yes. favorite team right yes. now, right? <laughs> or, currently. No? Currently? What day is Maybe. it? Maybe. Tuesday? Yeah, it's today. Is it yeah. still running flags? Full- <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. Beat me to it. I don't know. That's actually a good question. Jared, are you still watching, first of all? And are you still running flags? Jared, are you alive? Then uh, back to the NFC West, we go for number five. I can't think of divisions, so let's just name them off. Niners. 49ers. 49ers, okay. Okay. And then we're going to start off at the bottom now. Start from the bottom. Five softest schedules we'll go with. All All right. right. So I will guess the weakest one will be the Jags. Oh, new, new, really? new. Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones, Oh, baby. my god, Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. Really, right? Let's right? go. It's yeah. like, here's a free pass to We know you traded half of your uh, yeah. offensive yeah. team. But <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, so, tied with the Cowboys will be the Detroit Lions. The football team. Oh, oh, yep, the football team. Dang, same division. The foot commanders. Yeah, that division yeah. is yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Terrible. All right, all right. All right, standing at 30. Lay it on me. Detroit Lions. Miami Dolphins? No, we're going to stay in the same division. Wow. We're going with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, and then get shot out Three. of the air. Three of the four teams in the Well, it's because it's such a bad division. It's so <laughs> bad. so bad. Yeah, it's what does that say about the Giants? Gosh, that's terrible. Daniel Jones. All right, where, where did the Lions end up? 28. 28, and then the Bears are... Oh, uh, sorry. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, don't I, I thought you had the whole list. My, my bad. So that's where the Lions end up was 28? 28, 28 right. yeah, 29, the Giants. All right, <laughs> and then what about the, the Miles thing? That was something that I've actually never even thought of my entire life. So, but I'm actually very interested the, in that, especially when you got the the international games going you know, going back up. Take that with a grain of salt. I mean, it, it is what it is. There 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 is a very very large gap from the top all the way to the bottom. So at the top, Seattle's traveling almost thirty thousand miles over the year. I guess you kind of have to when you're th- where they are in the United true. States, right? True. Very true. And true. I think they're in one of the European games, right? Either I think Ger- they're Germany in... or in London. Yeah, I think you're right. However, following them, Denver at twenty-seven thousand miles. Weird because they're kind of they're more in the middle of the ish, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Jacksonville, third most at twenty-five thousand. These are miles. all so far. It's three teams that are playing international games, though. Right. So that that kind of I think that's probably where most of it comes from. But so then down at the bottom is where I jump to. I did the top three and bottom three. Okay, bottom. This really three. doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah. So Pittsburgh travels the absolute least. 
Just take 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 a guess on how many miles they're going to travel. What was the most miles? Most miles, about 20, 29 and a half. I'm going to say 20... seven nine. Wait, what? What? Seven thousand nine hundred miles. Oh, I thought you said twenty-seven. Sorry. Okay, seven. I would 000. say thirteen point one. Okay, Pittsburgh's traveling sixty-five hundred miles. What? That's it. That's it. Yeah, and I then guess you got Cleveland's. Yeah, Cincinnati they got so many close ones. Baltimore yeah. right in their backyard. Eagles, right? And then close Detroit Lions there. are traveling the second least. Hey, let's go. 8,300. But they're doing hard knocks, so it kind of washes, uh-huh. right? Well, now we have no excuses, right? Perfect season. <laughs> exactly. Come on, hey, Dan. I've seen a lot of like interesting <laughs> odds. I've, I heard Dan Campbell's like getting a lot of money in for the uh, coach, coach of, of the year, year yeah. which is interesting. And then uh, other Harbaugh is traveling third least. All right. Interesting. No, that'll be really f- yeah. interesting to see. Yep. And I, I love the strength of schedule thing because it's so funny how quickly it changes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's it looks this way f- because of last year, but then it can just flip it, flip upside down. Less than halfway through the schedule, things get really, really kind of cattywampus. Yeah, except for the teams that are playing the Lions, and just like yeah, it's easy schedule. Um, before we move on from our Hops Flight segment, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Chef Dan's revamped food menu. And head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late night drinks with the friends, and everything in between, the Ben and Dan duo is putting a ton of their time and energy at making the hops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have Taco Tuesday, which is today, Stein Night Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Have you guys ever done a Stein Night Wednesday? I don't think I have. I have not. We should go steal one of those steins, and we'll see how many we can fit in that thing. I want to go. I want to drink out of one of those things. It just looks impressive. But when you're a mug club member, why would you drink out of a stein, right? Like it's just confusing. That this yeah, is yeah. better than a stein. Okay? That's true. We got a picture of the double hutch, so we'll, we'll just keep rolling with that. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and some unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. They actually have um, a burger and beer for fifteen bucks on Thursdays. Which is all, or is that Fridays? Do you guys remember? Well, I, I want to say it's Fridays. I thought it was Thursday. They had it for the draft, right? Yes, you're right. It was Thursdays. Suck it, Micah. <laughs> not, not, no, you drink your beer. You looked thirsty. You look like you needed wow. to drink. You look like you need, that's all I was talking about. Suck down Sheesh. double hutch. <laughs> um, I lost my spot. Did you but mention we had, Taco Tuesday? I did mention Taco. Well, how oh, are your tacos today? Man, I just had three of them before the show. They were amazing. <laughs> yeah. Highly which recommend. Ones did you, which ones did you get? Uh, two of the chicken tacos and one beef. All right. Just like ground beef? Mix it up a little bit, yeah. I like ground beef. I'm it a was, big ground beef fan. It's got a little spice to it, too. Yeah. It's not just your normal, like, bland taco meat. It's nice. really good. You really like, good. You like eating meat? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I deserve that. I highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook, where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that will make your mouth water. Um, the Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2022. And if you mention st- State of My Sports, you'll get a nice little discount off your first beer. Uh, we highly recommend Double Hutch. That is definitely what we recommend uh, drinking. It's a great beer. Um, but that brings us right into our beer introductions. So, Carrie, start typing now and tell us what you're drinking so we can get it before we move on. Right? That's kind of the goal here. So she did work it's at always the goal. American Airlines Centers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because of the – I forgot she did center. that. Yeah. Where's that? 
Uh, that's, that's Dallas. 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 Wow. Yeah, she, she, worked, <laughs> she went to Christ for the Nations in Dallas for a couple of years, and then she worked at American Airlines. She so she was like, she who she see she like would hang out with dirt sometimes. Mark Cuban. No, oh, so oh, so yeah. she worked with kind of like that that second bowl crowd in the suites. Yeah, so she served a lot of high end folks, but she would have to walk the halls, you know, walk the player halls and whatnot to get to where she had to go. But her her story she really really likes is standing next to Yao Ming. She had no idea who it was. I mean, so <laughs> and she's pretty short. She's she's like she's five one pretty on darn a good day. short. And Yao Ming's what seven three four? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> even if you were six foot, Yao Ming, you know, he's a tower. Yeah. So it, it it was probably a, a funny looking photo. Nice, nice. All right, so what are we drinking today? Or do we have any, does, did Carrie give us that? Hutch. 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 Hutch, hutch. Yeah, Double hutch. Carrie's having uh, from Old Nation Brewing Company. Oh, oh. She's drinking Shandy. Oh. It's called Shandy? It's their summer shandy beer. It's a lemonade beer. I had it last year. It's good. Okay. It's real good. Really? I no. like it. Carrie, do, do you agree that you like it a little bit? That's a good back deck beer, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Podcast yeah. night. Yeah, we should we should definitely do that one. That'd be a fun one to do. I like Old Nation beer. They do, have, they do good stuff. They do. They do. She said she likes it. Hey, Carrie. She likes it. Or oh. hey, Micah. She likes hey, it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> My dad would like that joke. But he's probably not watching. Um, anyways, we are drinking Double Hutch, which if you forget how awesome we are, um, this is the one that we brewed with them. It says, their description, is brewed with our friends from State of My Sports. That's us. Thank you. Hi. That's me and, and you guys. And someone else, that, someone else that's usually here, but I forget his name. This Doesn't for, matter. Yeah, this is for Ryan. Peace. <laughs> exactly. Um, the Double IPA boasts bold bitterness from the Magnum, Centennial, and Simcoe hops, slight caramel malt flavor with aromas of citrus and floral, of citrus, floral, and pine. And I think that's what I really Bam. like. I like the pine because I'm a big gin fan, and the pine is like, gets me there, you know? Gets like me where I want to be. And Sappy. for the fact that this is 8.3% alcohol by volume, whew, see ya. Um. That's, that's How are a lot we getting of through this tonight? All right. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Well, we can get through it easily, but how do we get home is the tough part. How do I get through work tomorrow? <laughs> yes. That's another <laughs> tough part of, of uh, the That's going to be rough. But, better than that Friday after the trap party. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was... That, you guys really were feeling it, weren't you? I, oh, did, I disappeared I, from work for like two and a half hours. I was nervous <laughs> to watch it because I didn't want to like, see how awful... And embarrassing I was. I punched out. I was like, man, I'm not. I'm worthless to the boss right really? now. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I left. I left for two and a half hours. Oh, yeah, man. I felt great. Lunch. Did he really? Oh, because yeah. you had that little goofy little drink. What you What you do was before that? I what was did. that thing? That green thing? That that nasty looking green thing. Yeah. What was that? That was. Um, Is that like a uh, pre sober or something? No. It was, uh, <laughs> what the heck do they call that? Like a pre workout type no. thing. No. Liquid IV. Oh. That was a liquid IV. Liquid IV, and it was the lemon ginger. It looks disgusting. Yeah, the, it the color. It tastes like a dream. It looked like really? pond, oh, yeah. pond it, algae for a second there. It, it, <laughs> no, honestly, like it does. It, it looked gross. And all the guys were like, you're just drinking that because that's green. And I'm like, I thought uh, I thought for sure like, you were doing no, that for the Packers. You're no, wearing your Packers crap on, no. on the podcast. I was pissed. <laughs> no. 
No, it was it was good. Kira's like, maybe you should drink this tonight since you're going to be drinking a, a double tonight. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. But it came with caffeine in it. Oh, the caffeine. You can yeah. get these bags from Costco. I should get those. I should tell Henry oh, to pick 100%. those up. 100%. Are they expensive? Le- uh, I I don't know. Define expensive. I They're worth it. Yeah. They're worth it. If they're worth it, then that's not expensive. The lemon ginger comes with caffeine. And it hydrates you. I used to drink those at Faster Horses, like the country music festival, like during the day, like to recover. Dude, they're genius. Yeah. If you don't have a steam room down in Dominican Republic, that then, was you, then you drink yeah. liquid IV. I, I've been tempted to get a, a, a membership at Walker just so I could use their steam room. They have a steam room? They do have a steam room. No way. Or I should just like ask if I could have a key and be like, hey, can I just give him use a steam room? I'm not going like, to do anything else. I'm not like, going to cause any harm. Hey, I'm, I'm Nobody's going to know I'm, I'm there. I'm just a coach. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm, <laughs> good hockey coach. Just, just trust me, all right? I, I'm a good guy. I'll mention you on the podcast. It'll be, a, it'll be fair. It'll be a fair, fair <laughs> I trade. I love that. Um, but yeah, that was what we had for, to, for that, right? Are we good? We're yeah, good. We're, we're drinking the double hutch. The double hutch, which was named by drinking me. Drinking craft beer. Having fun and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. Here we go. Here we go. The Red Wings recap. All right. I'm going to do some reading here. I'm going to do my best, and then we'll jump in and have a good, nice little discussion. The Red Wings finished the season with 74 points and a 32-40-10 overall record. Um, the decent start makes the numbers feel better, um, but it was such a bad second half. Uh, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Uh, for sure, the positive trend continues when you look at like the, the 2020.55 points per game, 2021.86 points per game, and now in 2022 they finished with a .902 points per game. Um, not a massive step by, by any means, but it is nice to see the progression. Now, way, way different than we wanted. Way different. Way different than we thought it was going to be, um, but it is what it is. It, it just it wasn't enough for Eisenman to re-up uh, with now former head coach Jeff Blaschelt, um, and it really just feels like a step back rather than forward in, in a lot of ways. I mean, it, the numbers say it was a step up. The feeling is not, um, but we'll, we'll get into why here in a bit. Um, they, fin- they were 18-23 uh, and 23 at the halfway uh, point. Um, which isn't good enough by any means, but but they were in the wild card bubble, if you will. They were being talked about. They were on the graphic, which a lot of people say. Um, but then when when you go uh, fourteen and twenty seven, the next next half it's just it's awful. And, and the losses, um, some embarrassing ways. I mean, they they allowed seven goals twice, nine goals, um, ten, eleven goals, ten goals, eleven again, twelve. I think all the way from there. one. <laughs> yeah, they were the one team that's allowed zero to eleven goals. I think this year, which is absolutely insane. Um, the ugly was very, very ugly and is completely unacceptable, um, which played a huge part in Blashell's um, firing uh, or not re-upping. I guess I should say. Um, yeah, after re-upping. seven seven years, I think it was. Um, Vegas, Vegas had the wings over under at a uh, point total at 77 and a half, which they did not hit. Uh, they finished sixth of eight in the Atlantic division, one point ahead of the Ottawa senators and 19 points ahead of the Montreal Canadians. Um, and eighth from the bottom in the NHL. 
Um, they were 25th in goals for at 230, 30th in goals against at 312, fourth worst goal differential at minus 82, which is blows my mind that they were minus or that they were fourth with that number. Bad. Because man, that's that's a really bad number. They were seventh worst power play in the league at 16.3 percent. Um, well, 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 playoff teams are, are well over the 20s, 25s, um, and the P and the worst. PK in the league at 73.8%. Uh, well, you see, see teams um, have all the top 10 at 81% or better. Um, they're fifth worst in shots against per game with 33.7. And then just, just ugly numbers across the board. And Eisenman said it during his press conference, which I thought was really interesting, is he, he brought up, you fix the special teams, the wins will take care of themselves. I thought that was really interesting. And I think that's why you have to move that on from this team. you got to move on from the head coach and assistant coaches. It is about getting those things figured out, and then everything else will take care of itself. That's kind of the way that, that hockey works. Is, and I know it's well, weird to hear because – Very different from football. It is, yeah. <laughs> you could have the best stats at something, and it mean absolutely nothing. But, like, if you can right, upgrade right. this team in the special teams, that's when you turn – you know, 10 losses into wins, that's a massive difference. Right. Massive difference. You're, you're, you're turning a profit, quote-unquote, when you're talking power play penalty kill. Mm-hmm. If you can be strong on both ends because they happen very often, you, just like he said, it will take care of itself. Yep. Uh, so some of the player stats that were interesting, uh, Dylan Larkin led the team with 31 goals, Tyler Bertuzzi just behind him at 30, Lucas Raymond 23, and then that's, you have three players over 20 goals. That is an issue. You have Mo Sider, a, a rookie, leading the team in assists with 43. Um, Dylan Larkin led the team with points with 69, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi 62. And then you got Lucas Raymond at 57 and Sider at 50. You have two real rookies, true rookies, right there pushing the pace, leading this team in in the top five of this for this team in stats. Yep. That is a massive flag with what we're looking at. These guys, yeah, you can come in and have really good seasons and stuff, but you are supposed to have a handful of guys getting somewhere near 100 points. Like, I know that's right. a lot of points in the NHL, but every single one of these playoff teams, it seems like, are right in that 85 to 100 points. You got some guys getting 100, 120. They don't have the, the full stats here, right, but right. that's where the, the that's a massive problem here for this team. The way, the way you can look at it is, okay, big problem when you say we have a rookie defenseman leading in assists on the team. Yeah. Then on the other side of the coin, you go, yeah, that's, that's, exciting. Kind of a, that's kind of a nice problem. I like <laughs> that. It is a nice, no, yeah. No doubt. But, no, when you, when you look at it, when you look at the, the rest of the roster and you go, why is a rookie defenseman leading an assist? It's, it's, it, it, it's a problem. It is. It really is a problem because you're, you're, you're relying at that point on a rookie defenseman to be a playmaker <laughs> – a rookie defenseman to be a playmaker. Like, how many times does that has that been said? Almost never. Yeah. That's not the way this goes. That's not the way a team is built. That's not the way a team runs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, starting from the top. Yeah. It's an organization. Yeah. Starting from the top, I I think, is a good point. And, I mean, people are going to get excited about Dylan Larkin. Yeah, he 31 goals, 69 points. That's not enough. 
Where's Austin Matthews sitting at the oh end of the gosh. regular season? Austin Matthews had almost more goals 60, than Larkin had points. 60 and look, two, I, I'm three? not looking to have Larkin be our Austin Matthews. That's not what I'm – I'm not setting that as the bar, but that's where you really – if you look at it in that way, that's where the problem is. And it's – look, it's not Larkin's fault that he's only getting 69 points. If you get 69 points from your second, third-line center, that's great to see. I love it. Like, that, that's exactly what I want to see. The high-end talent is not there. That is no, the it, issue. It lacks it's a huge issue with this organization, and I think Eisenman knows that, and I think he's working towards it. But when you continue to get screwed in the lottery and, and all that stuff, you're not getting that <laughs> A-plus guy, which might not be in this draft. It's hard to say. We'll get into that here in a bit. But, like, we sucked. We had all of the sucking going on, and we, for a long we, time. we warded for it in a lot of ways. Now, don't get me wrong. I like that we ended up with Raymond. I like what I see from I love Absolutely. Cider. So do I think we might have got the best player in those drafts? <clears throat> Possibly. There's a really good chance. But yep. that doesn't still that doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't <laughs> make it right at all. But what what did Iserman preach from day one patience. when he went to that podium? Patience. Patience. Patience, patience, patience. And we, actually the patience started with Holland, who was like Guys, a long time ago. But, but, but he said this could be a 10-year rebuild. Yeah. Those were his words before he got canned and moved on and we brought in Eisman and all that good stuff. So I'm starting to think that it might be because all of the good that we've seen and the excitement of these young guys, it's so far away. I, okay. It I, is so far away. I, I, okay. I know it's so far away, but can, can we give a little bit of praise Towards Stevie going, we're not linked to these nasty contracts yep. for these grumpy old men. Yep. It, no, that's like, that's the one at thing least that least we're there. That's one of the things that he has absolutely killed. Is right. he has gotten rid of these bad contracts somehow. I think he just like puts uh, fairy dust on it and yep. it just turned into yep. like just dis- disappeared. Thank it's you, insane God. how how he Thank has you. washed away. Holland's issues that he created and now and now it's starting to become like all right now we rebuild and I'm just looking at this like oh it's we still got time yeah. we still yep. have to be patient yep but I'll get into the, the what I expect and what I want to see what I think we could see here here shortly but I didn't want to talk about some some things that we said heading into the season um I did set some season goals um one was development of young players while learning if Blaschel is or isn't the guy that can lead this room when they are ready to win. I think that answered. I, th- I think we <laughs> developed Cider. I think, yep, I think we yep. saw some development from Cider. I thought um, uh, Raymond, obviously. I thought Rasmussen kind of came on. Um, Zadina had his his highs and lows, but like yeah. we're seeing it a little bit. And now what we're seeing is an opportunity to be a fresh start. We know that Blaschel's not the guy. We don't have to try to defend keeping him now well, we're done and we and can over. just move on we can wash our hands and, yep. and go forward now i don't know where that goes necessarily i don't think it was his fault but at the same time we're at a point that we had to we had to let him go it, it, it was it, so ugly the second half that we absolutely had to let him go very ugly everything compounded he he's been tenured far too long mm-hmm. now now yeah. that you look back yeah. at it yeah, now seven that you years, look back at it the longest tenured coach, right? It was the second the, longest or behind second. behind uh, Cooper in, in Tampa. Okay, all right. Yeah. So it it was time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he did, wow. He did, he, Even in the, 
in the NHL <laughs> overall. All yeah, the whole wow. NHL, which is crazy how quickly they they move through these guys. Right, right. And I do want to get into the coaching search here here soon. I want to keep keep finishing yep. what yep, the season it. goals we said. Um, one that I said was uh, be more competitive game in and game out and trust the goalies to be more aggressive on the offensive side. I think we kind of got exposed in that way. Oh, we had yes, so many goals did. against. It was yes. ugly, but I think they tried to at times, you know, they tried to be more aggressive offensively and opened up the game defensively where they, they, they left their goalies out to dry and our, and the goalies kind of let them down at times, but they also played great at times. It was, it was absolutely insane. Um, I said, figure out if Larkin, Bertuzzi and Fabry are the guys you can build around, or are they just role players rather than high-level NHLers? I look at this. Now, I think Larkin is a high-ish end guy. Okay. I think Bertuzzi is a role guy. I think Fabry's more of a role guy. I, I think there's no question in my mind that I think Larkin is better than them. There's, there's no question. But what this organization is and want and is expecting of them is they expect Larkin to be the elite talent on this team. That's what they're set it up to do. They set him up for that. Yep. Where Bertuzzi's like, hey, this is, I was, what, a third round pick, second round pick, late second round, it doesn't matter. But he's just kind of like, this is my game, and it works on any team, any place. You know what I mean? And whether I'm a top three, three guy or a top nine guy, I'm going to bring the same type of game, and it's going to be great. You know what I mean? Um, where, I don't know, I, I just look at, these three guys, and, and I might I, I might need to put Vron in there, but it's hard with the injuries that he faced. But these three guys, I can live with or without these guys. I really can. You guys know I'd rather live without Larkin because I think he's the valuable piece that we might be able to get better pieces for. Um, but I can live with him. I think he does have his place in the league. I think he can be a very important player sure, to, sure. This, to this organization. But... Do I think he is what he's set up to be? No, I don't. I, okay. I like that you say that because where I stand, okay, maybe I could do without Larkin. Maybe I could do without Fabry. But I think in a sense, Bertuzzi is our Malkin. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Poor man's yeah. well, Malkin. Not a goal scorer, but right. of, to right. Malkin's extent. Yeah, and, but. and that, that's how I feel about that. Like, I, I'm just going to – the facts are the facts. Larkin, okay, you have preached time and time again he has a lack of leadership with the team in and out of the locker room, on and off the ice. And, and it's, it's a problem, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Bertuzzi, he, he, I think he – does fill in where Larkin lacks, and he can produce on the offensive side of the puck. And I, I think that and his grittiness that, can 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 <clears throat> benefit as well. I think that's a man worth keeping on the team. And I, yeah. and I think if you can get rid of Larkin and you package him with someone else and and get something really really nice in return. That would be great, and then start and continue to rebuild from there, mm-hmm. with with the whole patience mindset. Yeah, 
No, I, I agree. Um, some of the breakout players that we talked about, I brought up Larkin, and I said it more as he needs to be the breakout player. And I said it better be, or this could be a really ugly breakup in, in a tough situation. He finished the season, like I said, 71 games played, 31 goals, 38 assists. Not a bad season, but not the season of a playoff team, and that's what we're looking for. And this might be his ceiling in a lot of ways with time and all that kind of stuff. Um, Ryan and Mikey brought up Zadina. Um, they said, will, will the upgrade supporting cast allow him to become the goal scorer he was drafted to be? I think it was kind of, we saw some hit and misses with that. Um, I thought we saw some glimpses. Um, it was by far his best season, um, but... Some really short only, highs, some really 10, long lows. Only 10 goals and 14 assists. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. I mean, you got to find a better supporting cast if you're going to turn him into anything valuable in the NHL. Look at those yep. studs walking in with those suits on. Looks so good and all that stuff. Um, rebound player, AF. Micah, i got to give you a lot of credit. You had Bertuzzi. Coming off the back surgery was a really good point. I, forget that he, I forgot that he even was coming off of that. But to put up 30 goals, I don't know if you guys watched that last game. When that net was empty... It was Bertuzzi, everybody trying to feed Bertuzzi. It was like passing to him. Like he was out there pr- for probably the last two minutes yeah, trying yeah. to get that 30 goal. He got the empty net. It was funny because he ripped one off the post. And everybody was like, no. He literally went down to his knees. Like, no. Like he just wanted that 30 goal mark so bad. And then the puck came on. Then Gagne, or Bertuzzi actually made a hit. And then Gagne could have easily just fired it in. But instead, he dished it off. And then Bertuzzi put it. Man, it was so cool you know, to see. But great. He was a great um, rebound player. Not the fact that he had a bad year. Right. But he only played, what was it, the year before? 49 games, six goals, 13 assists, jumping up to 10. Or Sorry, I'm looking at Zinia. He had nine games, five goals, two assists, jumped right. up to yep. 68 games, 30 goals, 32 assists. I. I love that. He, it's great to see. He, he's he's a dude that epitomizes just gutting things out. He guts out everything. Yep. He's and, important and, to have I mean, on, a, on a winning he's team. Huge. You, you you look at any of these playoff teams this year, they would take a Tyler Bertuzzi on their team. Oh, Where does no it fit necessarily is, is the tough part, time-wise, all that good stuff. They would love to have a guy like that. Yep. But anyways, um, that was the rebound player. Um, and I'm moving over to our Dark Horse MVPs that we brought up. Um, shout out to Ryan. He brought up Mo Sider. Um, he said if he can bring the same type of game he was playing overseas here in the NHL, he will emerge as a foundational place or piece here in Detroit. And he absolutely nailed it and Cemented was that by far our most valuable player, in my opinion. He was so important. Were his stats crazy, like off the charts? No. But he was valuable game in and game out and he was put in a really tough situation he was put to be the best defensive defenseman on a team that was just i mean <laughs> needed a, a good defenseman you know what i mean just a, any defenseman because i couldn't name another one on the team <laughs> right? at this moment it, it um, was i watched a video the other day and it was all of the hits that mo cider had this year oh yeah and they were all like those hits where he predicted somebody running after him and then he just leveled them so he did that to Kreider, i and think one game yeah, oh my he's, gosh man, he he played up to his size and his frame and that's awesome to see out of a young player yeah. i feel like young players that are that big skating around with grown men like that kind of like pump the brakes a little bit mm-hmm Complete opposite, and yet, like you said, he played a significant role in the entire offense of this team, like all season long. Yeah, he he uh, didn't shy away from from what was thrown at him. Um, I so after Ryan kind of brought up his point, I said, you know, he's rookie of the year caliber, but 
would need some offensive numbers to, to gain that attention around the league. Um, doesn't need to put up rookie of the year numbers. Um, just needs to play his game. I think he did a little bit of both. He played his game, but also put up some crazy numbers. We already brought up the assists um, that are, are crazy. And currently, he, he's the, the, the betting favorite to, to win rookie of the year. It'll be interesting to see if they screw over the, the Detroit like they did for, for uh, Cade Cunningham. Um, but, I mean, he put up some crazy numbers. So he only got seven goals, which, I mean, he's not Nicholas Lichtrum or anything like that. But 43 assists, 50 points, minus nine. I know it's not that spectacular like that's that's a negative number you don't want that but i mean on this team to put up only <laughs> negative nine is pretty impressive um he was averaging 23 minutes and three seconds per game as a rookie that's a lot <laughs> right against that's a lot. the best players in that's the league enormous. in a very very tough division all yep. of those things what he did was hands down one of the most impressive things that i've seen and I can't – probably ever for Detroit, for a rookie and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm going to put that rookie year above, like, a Datsuk, over yeah. a Zetterberg, over yeah. over the guys that we've grown to love. I obviously wasn't there for Lidstrom's. I think I was, like, maybe two. I think, it was, I think it was 91, 92 was his first year. So, like, I was there physically, but I wasn't watching the game yet, so I don't know. But, like, that's the best rookie I have seen come through Detroit in my, my lifetime. And it is so exciting to see. I hope he continues to develop. Oh, yep. I hope he gets his due with the rookie of the year. It seems like he will. Should. Should. He should. But then it comes to the flash. He didn't have the flash, <laughs> but he had those hits too that I think opens the eyes up to, to some of these, these national I, guys too. I, I think the NHL is a, is a bit more level-headed when it comes to that. <laughs> a little bit. A little I fairer. mean, right, 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 right. A little right. fairer on it. <laughs> So, no, great rookie season. I think he has a long ways to go to get to that ceiling, which is nice to hear. I think fans across the NHL respect his game as a rookie as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Where yeah. maybe fans across the NBA don't respect Cade Cunningham. Side note, Detroit's in the running for four rookie of the years this year, right? Cade, Cider, we're going to have Aiden Hutchinson and yep. – uh, Jameson Williams? No, Torkelson, right? Well, I guess he's, not <laughs> well, he's hitting, technically not a rookie. I think he's hitting below my weight. Or what about <laughs> what about Riley, would, would, would Riley Green still qualify? All right, so if he plays enough games. Is he, he a rookie, even though they came up from the minors? Yeah, you know? yeah, he would be if he plays enough games. But I think they're going to kind of protect that. So next year would kind of be his his official rookie year. Okay, so I think they're going to play that game. If Tort goes on a run. If Tort goes on a run, it's possible. But there's a a rookie that's gotten off to a great start. I can't remember his name. But anyways, no, but that, that's a good point. I mean, that'd be crazy. A lot of hope. A lot. I mean, he's got to he's got to turn it on because he's not doing well right but now. But in all of those impossible. circumstances, I could see them not winning the Rookie of the Year. And again, back to what Colin said: Detroit versus everybody. Yeah, Detroit versus everybody. Love that. Um, what we learned: um, Eisman knows what he's doing when it comes to the draft. Uh, we were questioning and hoping that Cider and Raymond uh, picks. We were. It was more of like a hope and a trust that Eisman picked the right guys when it came to Cider. And Raymond and I already brought up the, the odds with um, Cider being minus two fifty to win Rookie of the Year. You got Ruka, Lucas Raymond in in fourth at plus seven fifty. He sh when you look at the numbers compared to like Zegris and, and Bunting, he's right there. And Bunting, what he's doing, I mean, he, his numbers were probably a little better, but he's playing with you know very very high end talent guys. Um, where Zegers, I mean, it's just about the flash more, more or less for him. But trusting Eisman is the key. And, like, 
getting into the, the lottery and stuff, it's like, yeah, you want to see you get the number one. But if we trust the guy who's making the decision at eight, which where he landed, it's just we just got to continue to trust Eisman. And it's not because that he's our captain and we love him and he can't do anything wrong. It's because he's a really damn good GM. He's proven it. He's done it. And he's, he understands the talent. Um, right now, his biggest job is to find the right coach, um, which, I mean, we, we, we kind of got to get into here when it comes to the offseason goals. I, I think you got to be confident. You got to be aggressive in what with this coaching hire. And it's not about who Vegas thinks. It's not about who um, State of My Sports thinks. It's not about what anybody thinks. It's about what Eiserman thinks. And again, just trust the fact that he has a vision of what this team wants, what he wants this team to play with or play as. Um, it doesn't need to be a splash. It just needs to be the right guy. Um, bring this team to the next level, not, not to the mountaintop. This coach, and, and I truly believe this, this, this next head coach is not the guy that's going to bring the Red Wings to the next mountaintop. I don't believe that at all. We need a guy that's going to take us to the next level. That's going to teach these young guys how to become true NHL players. That's what I want to see. We need the hard-nosed guy. We need the Babcock, if you will, that's going to challenge his captain, challenge his players. I'm not saying Blashell didn't do this. I'm not behind the scenes with all that kind of stuff. But he seemed more like a player coach. We need the hard-nosed guy that's like, no BS. This is my team. Prove to me that you can play um, in this league. Um, sorry, I kind of lost my spot. Um, it's just kind of like a, a, a pick your poison type thing. I, I, I believe Eisman could go player coach and, and the guy that, um, has been there, done that, played in the league, or you could go out and get like a Barry Trotz who's proven head coach that, that people might respect too. It's about getting the respect of this, this locker room. It's about getting the guy that's going to walk in and be like, okay, this is my team now. This isn't anybody else's. I've got the vision of what I want my teams to be. Um, is is in a, I don't know if there's Micah. Do you have any names that stand out to you as the who you want the Red Wings head coach to be? As I catch my my spot, or is it just kind of like Barry Trotz splash type thing? Like, what do you uh, want? Yeah, Barry Trotz. I mean, it it does make me a little bit nervous how much he's bounced around team to team, mm-hmm. but. That that kind of that kind of does speak volumes for his coaching ability. Like mm-hmm. there there have been franchises that have been begging for basically like hey get us to get us to those Stanley Cup finals. Like not the playoffs, get us to the so finals. You, you want to get the guy that's going to take you to the championship right now. That's kind of where your your mindset's at. No 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 no. Sorry, I I took that out of context. Okay. Okay. I think Barry Trotz is a very good coach. I don't know if he is the right coach for right now because Heiserman needs to spend money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, yep. he needs to spend money. He needs to acquire talent. I think that's what this offseason is going to do. Mm-hmm. So it's going, it's going to be very indicative of what Steve Heiserman decides to do. And – Barry Trotz could be that guy. Mm-hmm. It, I think the coaching hire is going to come after the free agency. I, okay. You think they can go into the draft without a, a head coach? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I'm it, okay it, with it. it. Honestly, I'm, I'm open to anything. I really am. Quite, quite honestly, it, it doesn't matter. 
when you go into that draft, hey, this is our guy. We we have already got this this nice foundation of young players. This this is our guy. This is our guy. This is our guy. It doesn't matter what they think. They're happy to be on a team, mm-hmm. and they're going to be happy to be on a team with an identity. Yep. The identity the is, ad- is, identity is, is the issue. going. The identity it, is the mo- issue. It's, yeah. it's, it, it is the issue. It's moving forward, though. No, the, the coach doesn't create the identity. The players do. The players do. The GM. The GM the coach absolutely yeah i mean I, I i will disagree a little bit i think the coach okay. brings a certain identity to to a team because they they have the structure do they want to be a defensive team do they want to be a high flying offense like the coach kind of has that but he's also using the talent right. to kind of me- it, it, mold that to what he wants and and i'm not trying to be a smart you know what yeah no i, but, I get what you're but, saying but but what i'm saying is who hires the coach the gm gm of what he wants his team right. to be and, and how and, he wants him to play. Yeah. If I yep. could pick anyone in the league to just – like if, if all the coaches just were available. I like that. I would take Rod Brindamore for, <laughs> for the Carolina. From for Carolina. The, hated yep. him as a player. Absolutely yep. hated him as a player. <laughs> Heck of a coach. Love what he's doing. He seems to have that perfect mix of no BS but also has the respect from the players because he's been there, done that in yep. this league. And he played for a long time. He played for a really yes, long he time. I mean, he, he, made, he didn't just have a time in the league. And he, he a, yeah, heck of a time. I remember league. hating him when he was a flyer in '97. I was like, oh, I hate this. Guy. Like all of my bones in my body, I was like, I don't like this guy. And then when he won a cup with the Carolina, I was like, all right, I'm okay with that. I, I like him now. I think he is the best coach in the league right now. I really do. I I've. His vision, the way he has a perfect mix of no BS and has the respect for the players, I love that. And who I think could be the next guy, I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying this is my guy. I'm not saying anything like that. But the one that's very interesting is Steve Ott. He's worked in St. Louis. He's been working under some pretty good coaches. He won a cup as an assistant coach, I believe. And he's got that no BS mentality because he was a bruiser, like all that stuff, hard worker in the NHL. But he also could kind of relate to these young players and push them along to become NHLers. That is a very interesting name. Again, not saying that's who I want. I'm not saying that's who it needs to be or I'm mad or anything like that. He is I trust Eiserman. I trust. He did play for the Red Wings for a yes. year. That's a good point. Um, I'm just saying. Let's go. Four zero. That minus one and a half is looking real nice right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's a name that I, that's very interesting to me. Can I tell you a name I do not want to see in Detroit ever? John Tortorella. Okay. That's an interesting one to me. I no, feel like his, I, his I, face fits like uh, an original 16. I think. Punchable face. But I just, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with you there, Mike. I, I, I just don't I, like the guy. I don't like, like little, his track like a, record. Yeah, I don't he, like He's a little it. weasel. I think he is the perfect bridge coach. I do. I think he okay, could be you a think very, he's a good bridge coach. I do. I okay. don't, again, going back to what I said earlier, is like I'm not looking for the guy that's going to win a Stanley Cup. That's what I don't think. That, okay. I don't think that's what we need. I can agree I'm with that. I'm looking at a two, three-year window here of being like, all right, you a-holes need to learn how to play hockey as some NHLers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw everybody the wolves. I'm going to hate you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to put my arm around you. I'm going to do all of these <laughs> things. But you're still an a-hole. You're still my player. And he's a he is the epitome of no BS player or coach. 
And I think that might be what we need, especially if we're interested in trying to get something out of Larkin or something out of Bertuzzi. We need somebody to challenge these guys to become, the, to, to, to take a massive step up. That's what we need to see. He is a massive step up or it's a complete dumpster fire. I'm okay with either at this point. I just trust that Eisman knows better than me. So, but he he's a game, he's a name that I don't want to shut the door on because I do like what he has done. I like his track record too. So with with the Detroit versus everybody mentality that I think most of the teams are taking on, and with the possible loose scenario of maybe Matt Stafford coming back. Oh, that's with, gonna happen. That's with, gonna happen. With maybe Justin Verlander coming That's back for happen. maybe a year That's or two. Happen. Okay, yep. right, right. Okay, so what do you think about the fans that are clamoring for Mike Babcock to I come wouldn't back? Hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Okay. I wouldn't hate Joel Quenville either. Okay. I, I wonder where you stood with that. I, look, when now the, that when the, the door, time was now right. Now that Blashell's gone, I don't have to pretend to defend him and be like, all right, well, you know, it's not his fault, which I still don't think it was. Now that, that, now that he's gone and I can be like, all right, we need the guy. We need the personality. We need the hard-nosed, no BS guy. 100%. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Joel Quenville, um, Mike Babcock, John Tortorella, Tortorella, all known to be those guys. I think those are the ones that stand out to me. Now, if they don't stand out to Eisenman, I'm going to trust that that's not what fits his locker room. Sure, sure. But my perspective, that's what I think we need. They really do. Those guys' light shined the brightest mid two thousands, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Or or later two thousand. Well, B- Babcock. You know, yeah, yeah. No, I see what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they all Babcock, Quinville, Tortorella. Yeah, they all only flourish though with like excellent goaltending and very high end talent teams. Yep. In general. So, yep. So does that say something about is it Kosa? Yeah, Sebastian Kosa, the Casa, goal. Casa, Kosa, yeah. He had a huge year, right? He had a great. He's still playing, I think. Goaltender, right? goaltender of the year. Uh for I, the the or the OHL, yeah. I think, yeah, or something like that. I, I, I thought he was season. looking at. Was he looking at rookie of the year for the Kosa? Yeah, he's still playing in juniors. No, I I know for for the, the juniors. I well, thought he wouldn't he, have been, he he wouldn't he been a rookie in the juniors. He's the goalie, the massive goalie. Oh, that's you're right. Thinking of, that's you're right. thinking of Bergen? No, I'm thinking of Kosa. He Kosa's has, the goal. He, he won like a goaltender award this year. He's he hasn't even allowed a goal in the playoffs yet. Are there, checked. Are there any really? like yeah. are there any other names that are affiliated with the Detroit Red Wings like organization that you're like worried about or don't want to see? I've I've only only because I've read a couple articles where names like Sergey Fedorov and Igor Larionov yeah, have been so, dropped. So Larionov signed in, in the KHL, so he's not going anywhere. Okay. I wouldn't have wanted him. I don't want Sergey. I don't think that that fits. I, I really don't. I I don't want the Michigan hire. I don't want that. I don't want the we're gonna hire our guy because we love our guy. Hometown. I don't want that. I want a guy that's gonna come in and ruffle some feathers. I want a guy that's gonna come in and flip this this organization upside down and Eisman allow it to and just be like, yep, we're gonna mess mess this f mess this f and s up, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> I just didn't know how you felt about maybe like a European hockey coach like dealing with some of these younger guys. It's, it's not necessarily not a European or, like negativity, but right. like I just I don't know. I have a vision that it needs to be hard nosed guy. Europeans usually aren't hard nosed guys, so 
hard nose and a little old school, right? A little old school cold, would be really nice. The really nice. Suave. But I would also love I Steve Ott is an interesting name to me. Someone to keep an eye on. But let's let's keep moving. Another uh, some other uh off season goals. Let me just kind of move move through it here. Along with bringing in the right coach, Eisman needs to bring in the right or multiple veteran leaders that will command this room from day one. Yeah, I'm going to continue to stick with my, my Larkin is not a leader thing. Um but this team like he's he's not the guy that's going to take him to the next level. Um, they need to find the guy in free agency or through trade that will that will come in and be the leader of an original six organization the day he walks in. Do you that's have an what idea I want to see. Who you like? All right, might be pipe dreams. They honestly might be. I don't know. Claude okay. Drew. Let's say he goes out and wins a championship with 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 Florida. Yep. Is he interested in in, in doing? And that's going to be the hard part with Eisenman. It's like. Trying to let these guys think that it's not necessarily a rebuild because the guys that we know, guys that we want, um, that can kind of come in as the veteran leaders, they're looking to chase a cop. That's their goal. Oh, now, yeah. if Eisman yep. can convince them that this isn't a rebuild and this is, yeah, we're just, we're this close, we're you type of player away, a Claus Rue, a Chris Letang. Um, could be a couple guys that, that um, you could be aggressive with in, in free agency or take advantage of the dumpster fire in, in Winnipeg with Mark Shifley. I like him. He may or may not have demanded a trade. We, we don't know. Um, uh, but then the Red Wings also need to um, upgrade in, in scoring and get true blue scores that can just put up 30 goals in their sleep. You know, Johnny Goudreau, Philip Forsberg, Vincent Trocheck. These guys are big names that know how to score that can – Add to the value, make it easier for the guys that we already have. Now, do I want to break the bank with them? No, not really. I, no, I want to. No. I, I'm still thinking patience. I really am, but I also am getting real sick of this losing thing, and would yeah. like to see a r- true step in the right direction. Let's get to that 90 point mark. Let's get to be in the graphic when it comes to the playoffs. You know what I mean? And not just be, oh, th- that was fun while it lasted, and now you just let in 11 goals again, yeah. and <laughs> this was really fun and. <laughs> Cute Detroit sucks again. You know what I mean? If Johnny Gaudreau ended up in a Wings uniform, I would <laughs> I would be our Six to midnight. Rock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love Johnny Gaudreau. I do. No, yeah. he's not the guy that you're gonna bring in to lead the locker room. No. But no. he's a guy that you can bring in and relieve some of the stress of all of the goal scoring that you Correct. need because you Correct. need the yep. you need a goal scorer. You need Fire those power. guys. Fire I power. also like, really like Phil Forsberg. Guys that get six shots a game. That's what this team needs. You need more of that. And like they're confident taking those six shots a game. I feel like we have enough guys on the team that aren't confident and that we can't have any confidence in taking that many shots. It's a great point. You might as well bring somebody in that might be a little bit of a puck hawk. And make these younger guys like compete for those shots and those scoring opportunities too, mm-hmm. in a sense. I just think that the the type of free agents that Eiserman brings in this offseason, I could see him being a little more aggressive, but I think what he does is going to tell us a lot about what he thinks of the current roster, what he thinks of Larkin, what he thinks of Bertuzzi, what he thinks of the other defensemen, Heronic and stuff like that. That's gonna tell us a lot because they need so many pieces. But how far he goes in, how deep he dives, how aggressive he is, is going to tell us an awful lot about what he thinks about this organization, what he thinks, how close he thinks we are. So some of these guys that you listed, like what kind of like uh, <clears throat> length of contracts are you looking you know, for? That, I mean, that's like the Claude tough. Giroux and Chris Letang, they're on the back end of their careers, yep. right? So you don't want to sign them to a long-term deal, but how far are you willing to go with some of these other guys that th- might be a little bit younger? I think they would be – Perfect for a short-term deal, maybe high money, because you can afford it, 
And now you bring them in to be the mentors this year. So two years. Next year, you're trading them and giving them that opportunity to, all right, now you can go chase a cup. Venture so out. you're coming into this organization, and if we're not ready to chase a cup, we're ready to deal you to a team that's ready to chase a cup. And we'll eat your salary so they're getting a good deal. We're getting value for you. That's where I, I just feel like we need, that's what he tried to do with like Mark Stahl. That's what he tried to do with um, uh, Letty. And he kind of he got a little less back than what he gave up for him. But he's been trying to do that at a lower scale. This is time to go big scale and get the guys that, I, I don't know, I, it's going to be interesting. It is. Now, those are pipe dream guys that I don't think will want to come to Detroit unless Eisman has a way to convince them that. This is closer than it looks. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it'll, it'll be really, really interesting to see how, how it all um, pays off and, and kind of lays out. Um, so what I want to do is put you guys kind of on the spot here. If you guys don't want to do it, I'll do it. But this time next year, what are we saying about this team? Where are they at? Are we closer? Are we farther away? Are we watching the Red Wings on a, on a Tuesday night in, at the Hops? Or are we – what, 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 where, where do you expect I to see – what I expect to see is we're not going to be playoff bound <laughs> like like my hopes and dreams tell me, right? We're going to have an identity. I like that. We we are going to have an identity and that that is that is the minimum goal. If we don't meet that, I will be furious. Yep. I, I, like, I think that's get, great. Get, great give me an identity. Give me a just a, a little glimmer of hope beyond Lucas Raymond, beyond Mo Sider. And just, that, 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 I guess that's where I'm at, identity. All right, John? I want them to be the Nashville Predators of this season. <laughs> I want them to make the playoffs. I want them to know that they might not be the caliber of these top teams if they're the low seed going into the playoffs and they get swept by like a team like Colorado, Colorado. maybe yeah. in the Eastern Conference. I don't know who's comparable. Anyway. Panthers? Um. It'd be nice for them to skate on the same ice because then they yeah. they know that they've like earned that res designation and a little bit of respect in the league. You know, this year they kind of flirted there for a while with like a chance at a wild card yep. right spot. Um, be cool to see them take that next step. Yeah, I, I I would love to see it. I don't expect it. I don't think we have to see it because you look at the teams ahead of them. You know, in, in their division, in, in Atlantic Division alone, you got the Panthers, Leafs, Lightning, and Bruins. Like, it's not necessarily about taking a step up. It's about one of these teams taking a massive step back. They were all over 100 points, and that's where it's like Red Wings would have to go from, what did I say, like was it 72, 74, somewhere around there, all the way to 100 right, right. points just to get into the playoffs. I don't see that being possible. But you can show that you belong on the same ice and just miss out, and that would be enough for me in a lot of ways. It really would. Now, do I want them to make the playoffs and get swept? Yeah, Maybe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I would love to sit and watch a playoff game. That's that's coming from a, a pretty um, <laughs> generous lifetime Red Wings fan that got to watch them make the playoffs for you know twenty five twenty five years. So part of me just wants that taste back, right? In the in the locker room, get get out there, get some experience. Yep. Again, if you get swept, you get swept. But making the playoffs is huge. Yep. And then going back to what Micah said with the identity thing. If we're still questioning what this identity is, they better have moved on from the likes of Larkin, Bertuzzi, um, Fabry, maybe even Verana. Like, sure, if you sure. don't know what you're going to be yet and all of these guys are still walking around wondering where they belong in this league while they're still the guys getting the biggest numbers, 
that's when you just they better be freaking off this roster. You got to dump everybody. You need to dump everybody yep. and if you're not to that where where kind of where I was talking, then they you better be bottom of the barrel because you moved all these guys at the deadline and that that's kind of where where I'm at with this team. It's like You better increase your draft lottery odds. <laughs> exactly. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like let's get this let's get it going. What what did Carrie say about the the Detroit thing here? She Just said that all of Detroit is in the same spot in a way. Um, do you trust our management? Yeah, no, that's true. We're just all hoping, full of hopium. Just give me a little taste of that hopium. Just shoot it right in the veins. I'm all ready for some hopium. Just give it to me. All right, so rank your general managers in order, one, to, one through four, that you have the most trust in. All right. The four so Iserman is at the top. Okay. Is that your question? Avila, I, that's my question, but Avila carried trust. Has is, full can trust in can I put like several people below or above Avila, even though they might not be general? I think I might deserve to be ahead of Avila. A couple of, uh, minor league general. <laughs> yeah, is there a minor uh, league general manager we can throw in there? Who's the 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 second in line GM for the Red Wings? Is it Draper? So Draper, so you got it, it Larkin. Or, no, sorry, not Larkin. You got Eisenman at the top. I would say Brad Holmes. I really like Brad Holmes. I uh, the Pistons one. Weaver. Weaver. I do like what he's done. So I, I would put them 1A, 1B. Let's put Weaver ahead of him because I think he's got a little more street cred um, in the way to build this thing than, than um, Holmes. Um, and then Avila is, is far, far, far <laughs> down, down the list. That's where I'm at, which we're going to get into here very soon. Are we, good? Are we moving on? Oh, yeah, I just wanted your Did he have one, Micah? Or I was right. Or so, you can just it's agree with so me. hard. It's it's a mumble jumble. So I, all right, real real quick, I did want to wrap wrap up the the Red Wings talk with the lottery odds, fine. and then we'll just move on. Unless you had, did you want to do this quick? Okay, Iserman, Holmes, Avila, and Weaver. You would put Avila over Weaver? Do you okay. are you watching Lander? this Tigers organization? I, no, no. We'll I save know. it. We'll save it for the Tigers talk. We'll save it for the, John. Do you, do you want to give yours? I would probably go, dang, yeah, probably Eisenman, Weaver, Holmes. Yeah, Avila, I can't, yeah. Avila, Avila I sucks. Even, I wouldn't even waste my pencil lead on that. Like I rest. don't even think we oh. should put him on the list because he's so bad. Man, you guys. Just get him off the list. He's not I, even okay. a, All right. my dog could have drafted who they drafted. If, I don't if, even have well, a dog. My dog. <laughs> I think I think Holmes and Weaver have an opportunity to jump ahead of Iserman after this upcoming I season. I would love to be saying that this time next year. That Especially Holmes, honestly. If but. Holmes can jump into the GM of the year for the Red Wing or for the state of Michigan, I would be so hard for so long. You guys, would, I'd be calling a doctor because it'd be over six hours or whatever the rule is, three hours. <laughs> call a doctor. You wouldn't call a doctor. Your wife would be really happy. <laughs> That has never happened. Whoa. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Whoa. I love my wife. I She's am very trying happy. to help you. <laughs> um, so the lottery odds, it all happened. The Red Wings ended up where they were supposed to at eighth oh, overall. Um, I don't want to get too much into the – I was hoping that they would, like, repay us for Are the crap Are you freaking kidding me? I'm not angry about it as you. Are you angry about it? I'm just kind of like, Sam, finally. I'm, di- I'm disappointed. They didn't oh. drop. They didn't drop Are any spots. Kidding? That's a positive. Step in the right direction. No, no. Okay. Can I tell you why I'm mad? All right, basically where their their odds were at. There's a 6% chance of Fine. getting one, 6.4% chance of getting two, 64.4 to get nine. Wait, so they actually – oh, no, sorry. Eight. <laughs> 54.4 to get eight, 
30% to get 9 and 3.2% to get 10. So the odds Oh, cute. It, it landed where it was supposed to. Oh, oh wonderful. Oh, every everything's yeah. fine. Just let it be, okay? No. Are you are you kidding me? All Look, all of the times that we fell. for how bad we have been for how many freaking years? <laughs> okay. Name, name the teams that have jumped ahead of us when when you and I were like absolutely furious, just scre- screaming pissed. There's many that, that yeah. we that we fe- that we either fell or teams that jumped ahead of us that should not have jumped ahead of us. The year when Chicago drafted um uh, uh, Kirby Kirby Doc Kirby Doc yeah Doc Are, okay. Yeah. Are you are you kidding me? Yeah, oh, this sucks, man. Start, I, I, start I, naming them. I can't, I can't, I can't what? tell you you're wrong for being mad that we got screwed over for previous oh, years. Oh, and just another one, just add it. We didn't up. get screwed this year. We didn't get screwed. We landed where we were supposed okay. to land, and okay. that's where I'm just gonna be like, we, okay, if I got sure. so angry that we got screwed over and fell, then I gotta just be content the fact that we didn't skyrocket. Now, okay. do I think if it's rigged that they should have paid us a? a little favor and be like, I we screwed you. you over for like the last four years so here's a, a bone and here's one or two or three I, yeah I would love that I would have absolutely loved it okay. and I think we deserve it as Red Wing fans but the fact that we didn't fall we didn't rise that's the way it should be I'm okay with it sure now we'll get it, into it the w- prospects moving later on but it, it would have been nice the last three four years yeah that's, hey. why, that's why I don't want to get angry this year because of the last three four years that's where I'm at but I understand your anger, and okay. I, I, okay. I do. I, Let's add next year because we're gonna suck next year. <laughs> no, okay. we're not gonna suck next year. We're gonna oh. get ninety points because we're gonna sign Giroux and Chris Letang. Okay, and then I, Larkin might be gone. He, he's gonna be part of the uh, Mark Shafley deal. We're actually gonna be really good next year. Perfect. <laughs> I got it all laid out. Holy smokes! I can lay out more details later. Okay, on. all right. Let's but do this. Those are all the things that I, I think that should happen. Don't score, please. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Still sitting good. Still sitting good at minus one and a half. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hut hutch! Did I do this one? This is State of My Sports. Did he say hut hutch? Hutch hutch! Is that what he said? I I don't know. Hut hutch! I just don't know anymore. All right. I do want to make this somewhat quick. That's what he said, John. You guys ready to make this somewhat quick? Yeah. I mean, without Ryan here, we should be able to make a Tigers segment. Rian? <laughs> Rian. Rian. Rihanna? Yeah. Rian. Is, is there really much to talk about right now? All right. I didn't get a whole lot of a whole lot of notes in this one, and I almost just stopped a, my sentence to pick up a pen, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but here we are. The Tigers, um, <laughs> they're 9-20, second to last in the MLB, last in the AL, it's really ugly. Woof. Look, I don't have a lot of stats here in front of me. That's literally all I have written down. Oh, um, what, what stats do you want to show? I don't want to show any stats. Okay. <laughs> I just right. want to show the fact that this is absolutely disgusting, what's going on. Now, look, a lot of injuries. Bullpen. Actually. Sorry. Sorry. A lot, lot of injuries, though. Do it. Right? You got Casey Mize out. You got Matt Manning out. Um, obviously, Riley Green's out. But, like, and Chafin was out for a while. You had, like, so many injuries and stuff. But most of them were pitchers. And most of them are right, pitchers. Right. Their pitching's been pretty damn good. It, That's yeah. not the issue here. 
That's not the issue. We're looking at one of the worst hitting teams in MLB history right now. It is absolutely disgusting. And we're, look, we're I'm, hitting. I'm no, we're not hitting. I think oh. it's actually we're uh, actually really good at like not hitting. Oh, we're one of the best yeah, not hitting yeah, yeah. teams in, in league history. So it's actually a positive. But this is seriously getting so old. They just got shut out again today. Or no, they got one run. They they got a one a run on a walk. So it wasn't a hit in, with runners in scoring position. Oh, we it was a just run. a walk. Yeah, well, but, that's good. But when we get a run, that's a celebration. Ooh. Look, <laughs> this team is one of the worst hitting <clears throat> teams that I've ever seen. Now, look, yeah, you got Scope who's struggling, and you can't predict that. You got Candelari who's taking a step back. You can't predict that. Blah, blah, blah. This is a problem. We are in year six or seven of this freaking rebuild. And, yeah, you can get all hard on, oh, well, MLB.com says you have one of the best um, whatever's in the, in the, uh, the, the yeah. uh, farm systems okay. in, in the league. Kiss my rump. Kiss it. Just kiss it right smack dab. I'll pull it straight down, both <laughs> underwear and pants. This is disgusting what we're seeing right now. Yeah, our pitching might be great and really exciting, uh, blah, blah, blah. This is absolutely embarrassing. If you don't have anybody to call up to – replace the Castros of the world? That's a problem. Why is that even happening? It makes no sense. If you have a good farm system, that means you're balanced. That means you're, yeah, turn, turn it down because I'm fired up. That means you're balanced. That means you have hitters. That means you have everything ready to go when you need it. We have nothing. They might call up Cody Clemens. Cody Clemens, a utility guy, a Maybe a better Don Kelly. Maybe Man. he's not a, that great. What do you guys? What, what's going on? Am I, I just that high right no, now? No, I'm just really looking forward to Kyle's comment here. What did he say? The very last one. It just Yankees look solid. Yeah, suck it, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, you son of a bitch. I'm pissed. I'm really mad right now, and I'm just mad because if I had seven years to build a, a an organization, I think I could do better than what. Avila's done. I could have Googled, all right, who's the number one prospect in this draft? All right, I'm going to take Casey Mize. Who's the number one prospect in this draft? All right, I'm going to take Torkelson. Very simple stuff. You, now, I'll give him a little credit for Riley Green. That's fine. Matt Manning, I don't <laughs> think, was his draft. That's fine. Tarek Skubal was like an eighth-round pick, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, he may have struck gold. And, and, but that's one aspect of a job. You have another oh, job. No. So drafting is one part which you can rely on your scouts for all that kind of crap. You have a guy that makes trades. You have a guy that signs free agents. You have a guy that makes these decisions. All right, just hires a coach, so that's four. He's two of four, two of four. Let's say he's done decent at drafting. He's done good enough at drafting. He's done good enough at hiring a coach. But what else builds an MLB organization? Free agents and trades, and he's done Got right. awful at those. And look, don't get me wrong. I like Baez. I like the Baez sign. I, I like that we got medals for Isak Paredes, who's played, has 19 at-bats or something like that. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, it, it's a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. It happens. I'm just, I'm so over Avila, and you guys know this, and I've always been. I started to kind of butter up to him a little bit. And you guys can jump in when you want if I give you time. Like, I'm just so mad. The fact that we are years six or seven of this freaking rebuild, and we have yeah. literally one of the worst teams in, the, in this, the history of baseball right now. One of the worst hitting teams of history of baseball. A bad team. I mean, the only team that's worse than us has four wins or something like that, the Cincinnati listen, Reds. What, what good does that do? Listen, I feel like this goes back to what we preached before this season started. 
What did we say? What did we say about free agency? We said be ab- ab- freaking about, aggressive. Okay, about be a specific aggressive. player. Bring Correa, him up. Correa. Bring him. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe he's injured right now. Okay. Yeah, and, and okay. he has had a good start to the year. And the shortstops so, in general have it. So be it. You think he's going to have a bad rest of the season? Probably not. Uh, probably not. Okay. But like, so you add another bat. Yep. Oh, what are we looking for? Are we looking for hits and runs? We're looking for in any all, glimmer uh, of hope. Uh, correct. So what just happened? We made a mistake not bringing in Correa. Not giving the man the deal that he was looking for. I really like Baez. I like what he's done. Okay. But... I still think the both and, would have been the way to go. And add on top of that. But you already were locked up with Candelario. You already locked up with Scope. Oh, oh. And what in the world are they doing for us? I think Scope hit a home run today. That was his first hit since 1995, I think. It's been awful. Oh. Candelario had a nice hit. He, he had a basis clearing double. Great. We won 6 nothing. What, what good did that do? That, we that, had nothing this, this that, last game. That's what we I'm had saying. A, we had a one run off of a. Bases lowered walk. Okay. Nobody can do you're, this crap. You're locked up. John's ready to talk. You are quote unquote <laughs> locked up with Jonathan Scope. It's okay. Ugly, man. Yeah. Oh, no. The, no. He should never be causing issues. No. And you should have multiple players that's ready to be called up that can make a difference. And we don't. We have guys that are like, eh, they, they aren't good enough to play. Johnny spit it. I don't know. Meadows hasn't hit a home run yet this year. Still a good trade, though. Yeah. His batting average is up there. He's been playing pretty well. They're not hitting. How about Badu- and that's not the, the Bad- GM's fault. Badu, I agree with that. Badu being sent down to the minors. Finally, they make a good move. Badu. I think for the first time in the history of like my life, I can recall that we have a, a solidified bullpen right now. Our bullpen's sick. We went from 28th, right, in Major League Baseball and ERA out of the bullpen last year to right now we're second. Is it for second now? I know we were first for a while. Like this time last week, that's we were a, definitely that, first, but like it might have dropped sig- since then. Yeah, it's a pretty significant jump in a major league baseball that's gearing towards like offensive, you know, side it's of the ball. It's great to see. Um, but like you said, absolutely no run support, no ambition in that dugout. In, um, guys come up to bat and they look confused. They look they're like they're not interested. Swinging that garbage. I will. They look say, like my t-ball team last, in a lot of ways. Last night. There, there was a, a, a glimpse of umpiring that probably reflected the overall record of the Detroit Tigers right now. Um, calls at home going the other way. Balls that were clearly out of the zone being called strikes. Um, it got, obviously, Javi Baez ejected after a third call strike. <laughs> Good. Then, Finally, somebody showed some fire. And, and A.J. Hinch. Um, you know, so, you know, at least they're showing some type of passion out there, but I don't see it when they're up to bat. Yeah. And that's, that's scary because we had high hopes of this offensive and, ability. And I'm going to wrap it up right now, but I think the biggest issue with, with Avila running this thing is the fact that I'm pretty convinced that A.J. Hinch is ready to move on. He's got an opt-out at the end of the year. He probably has no hope he looks, with the way that this organization is being built. He looks frustrated. He looks very frustrated. Yeah. And that is an Al Avila thing. Now, I don't know the answer. Do you fire Avila and let it bring someone in? Probably not. I feel like you just set yourself up by holding onto Avila way too freaking long. And now you have to eat that. And you're going to watch all these guys opt out and move on. And you're going to be again. I mean, you're going to be right where you're at right now. 
but you're going to be even worse. It is going to get worse because you didn't build a true good um, farm system. You had high-end pitching. What good does that do if you get no hits? We have great pitching right now. Starters are doing good. Bullpen's doing good. And we're still, what, nine, ten wins into this season? It brings it's disgusting. Us, yeah, it brings us back to the glory days of having those arms that we had, too. And the same thing. Our offense never held up yep. to their, their side of the, the game. It's, it's awful. From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. Look, I haven't done good on my parlays lately. So I took a little break. I think I was 2-7, and seven, so I took a break. Can you explain bettinghero.com while I, while okay. I put it together, a so little parlay for tomorrow? The, the wonderful parlay. thing about Betting Hero, go to bettinghero.com. What they do is they bring all of the greatest, the latest and greatest. Promo mm, codes available. Promo code. I, yeah, the sports betting They're world. promo codes. Yeah, they're, they're definitely promo, promo codes. codes. They, they bring all the latest and greatest promo codes to the one website at bettinghero.com. And you can sign up using the code MIBETS and you go win yourself some money. Okay. Be careful what you do. You don't have to bet your life loose. savings. Nope. Hey, let it all hang bet, loose. Bet a dollar, bet a couple bucks. Maybe 13 if you're crazy. Bettinghero.com. MIBETS is the code. All right. So I'm going to put a hockey to parlay together for tomorrow. You got three games. Look. You currently have the Rangers at minus 130. Penguins are going to wrap this series up. So, take them money line. Panthers are going to take a stranglehold on this. Take them minus one and a half. They're going to win this game. They're going to score an empty netter. It's all going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And then the last game, Calgary-Dallas. Calgary minus one and a half as well. I'm telling you, the better teams are going to win. It's starting to take play. It's going to start happening. You got Carolina taking care of business up 5-1 against Boston. You got Toronto. They're up 3-2 right now. And then Edmonds is going to take a straight hold on the, the series today, tonight. The better teams are going to start making a play. That's what's going to happen. Penguins, the, the Rangers are the only ones that I'm, I'm a little questionable about because I think they might be the better team. They have the better goalie. But the way that the Penguins are playing – Kiss that series goodbye. Oh, they're going to wrap it up. They're down 3-1. Yeah. Pe- Penguins are gonna, going to take care of business and win that game and, and call, it, call it a day is what's going to happen. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. I can't believe we're going to keep this under two hours. We got eight minutes to spare. Seven minutes to spare. I was worried there because uh, we didn't wrap up that flight segment for a while. That flight segment went a little long, but I thought it was a good one. It was fun. I thought we did a good job, and I tried to keep the Red Wings stuff moving, but I think I got a little long-winded. But I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think there was as much to talk about as you thought. Yeah. Yeah. You did well. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We're good. That's the first time somebody said something positive to me that that other people can hear. Yeah, it was a quick update on the Tigers. They (laughs) suck. Let's move on. And betting hero, let's get these bets out. Everybody else says I'm not good at keeping things moving. Yeah, Kyle, suck it. John, you are officially 
this side of the camera. What is, yeah. <laughs> I don't care who moves the other side. Suck it back, just row. Be, just be nice. Just be nice. You just move on. You just move up in this world. You move up on my checklist. So. Ryan, what are you doing next Monday? <laughs> Running the board. <laughs> yes, for the, for the people that uh, we're gonna we're gonna call an audible. We're gonna change things to Mondays. I think here moving forward. Now I gotta work with Coopersville. We were supposed to record there on Tuesday. I also saw that Coopersville had like some water issues. Coming what? into their place, oh yeah. So I gotta like a water, out, water main break. Yeah, water or main break. I gotta talk to them, um, but I'm gonna try to switch that to Monday. If not, maybe I'll, I'll push off a couple weeks and move it to a different Monday. But moving forward, we're gonna do Mondays. It fits better for our, our summers, right? Yeah. So yeah, I um, mean Monday and Tuesdays ooh. are pretty much the same for me, weather permitting. I'll just have to sneak in my uh, large bucket of range balls at the driving range before I come to the podcast. I'm yeah, Johnny. Uh, no, that, that works I'm on a sure. strict schedule. Uh. All right, so uh, John, can you remind everybody what we're what we're drinking tonight? We're you, drinking the double since hutch. You, since you named it, since I named it, you named it. This goes back. Although a couple, I thought I named it, this goes back a couple episodes. <laughs> I think when we were at uh, was it White Flame. In Hudsonville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we were, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just ripping off names, like, uh, you know, while we were sitting in their brew house, uh, thinking about this beer. But, yeah, the double hutch. Where are we at down here? Oh, brewed with us, our friends. We're the friends. We're state of my sports. Somebody thinks I'm a friend? <laughs> and we are at the brew house right now where this beer was brewed. And we yeah, got yeah. to drink it on draft night. And the name of the beer went up on the list, on the board, behind the bar. And, uh, yeah, double hutch. It's a double IPA. It's super smooth. Uh, I'd go into all the other ingredients, but just look at this beer. It's a it's a double IPA. It's a dark double IPA. I, it is. It's got a nice uh, amber color to it, I would say. It might scare you at first, but it, it's got the notes that uh, make it a little bit smooth. It's also dangerous. It uh, is. It is dangerous. <laughs> be careful with that. Don't drink seven of them on a draft night. And, and expect to be okay tomorrow or the, like the next day. Don't drink four. Speaking from experience? I've heard from a friend. <laughs> was it Trav? Trav. Oh, wait, no, yeah. was, from was, a friend from a friend. He was drinking something else. I saw him. Wait, he wasn't drinking Double Hutch? No, he probably Son had one bee. or two. But yeah, Son they're, of a They're bee. very good. And I think I threw out a grade. At that time, too, I had a few in me, and I was feeling a little loose. Um, but I'm going to stick with that grade. But I'm going to let you guys throw yours out and see where they compare. And uh, at the very least, we'll just use it as an outlier. All right. I'm going to predict Micah's score. Really? I am. 9-3. You just told me your score before I could predict it? What was your prediction? <laughs> See? <laughs> prediction? We are state of my sports, by the way. This is state of my sports. Where we give out. Predictions. Predictions. What was it? Predictions. It's eight nine three, for sure. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I, I was no. gonna say I was gonna say more like an eight seven. You're not even close. Nine point nine. <laughs> <laughs> so to be honest, I thought you were gonna go a little lower no. this time because you get a lot of crap from Kyle when it comes to this oh, the state of my PA. I heard that Kyle. Yeah, he, he said he threw out a road grade on it and you weren't happy about it. He threw out a grade. Was that at the draft? Oh, night? the state of my yeah, state of my PA. Oh, was he? That, yeah, okay. he was a real. He was you a know turd. what about that? What, hey, what? hey, real quick, shout out to Kyle. Happy anniversary to you and Adrian. Um, hope you're drinking tonight and hope that leads to something Whoa. fun. Wait, anniversary? Good night's sleep. Yeah, anniversary tonight. On the day? He was gonna be here, but he said it was his anniversary. So wow. He said some things that I should repeat on air, but. Um, oh. 
Hold yeah, on, hold he, on, hold, he knew whoa, it was whoa, his whoa. anniversary when he woke at, up this morning. Let's just say ten that. to ten, and he's on here dinking around on social media. I'm assuming Adrian's really. watching too. So shout out to Adrian too. Um, well, they like it weird. Happy don't they? anniversary to you guys. Oh, he probably <laughs> muted his phone as soon as like. <laughs> I, didn't say that. I wasn't even thinking that. Well, Kyle, we're all. Uh, <laughs> shout out <laughs> to Kyle and his anniversary. We're cheering for you, buddy. I think it's 17 years. No, I think it's. 13 years of wow. marriage, I think. Congrats. That's a lifetime. For 13 me. or 14. I don't remember. But, yeah. Good for him. That's a big number. Carrie Three. gave the uh, the Shandy from Old Nation Ooh, an 8-7. Yes. That's, so that's a high grade. I think that puts that on the top of the list of beers that we need to check out. Yeah. So. No, I, I would love to drink that one. I think I was the only one that graded that one. Uh, the first time around. So. Whoa. We could get on a trend where we grade beers a week after a listener throws in a score. Right? Ooh, I yeah. don't hate that. Well, we actually, have, yeah. Well, we'll be at Coopersville hate next that week. Or like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Maybe. You, we'll see. You, I got I to gotta talk to him. But sounds like it's a, a back deck patio beer. I That sounds amazing. Shandy. I, could, I love Shandies. Yeah. I think they do a good job. Sometimes I even take like a Bud Light or Miller Light and just pour some lemonade in it. I've done it, and it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Not as good, but it's it's not bad. You're definitely Dutch. All right, nine three. Nine three. What yeah. rhymes with Are you Dutch? Kidding me? Hutch. Hutch. Double Hutch. I'm gonna go with an eight point eight. What? What? That's Aaron Reid's number. That is Eric Lindros' number, which is why he, because he was a Flyers fan. That was one oh, of my man. numbers. And in then he was a Dallas fan. One year. Then he was a Dallas fan. Eighty yeah. eight. Eighty eight was. Yeah, I wanted to make it tough for the umpire to throw me out. All right, John. <laughs> Your turn to give us your grade. Do we have the audio from draft night? Because I don't think my grade's changing. I think I'm going to leave it right where it was at. I believe that night I was slurring my words. Felt really Luckily, that's not you tonight. Friday at work. Um, Yeah, but I'm going to stick with it. The 9 7. Love it. I love it. That's amazing. The jersey number. It's going to be on his card. He's a tops guy. Do you think it's going to be 97 in, in, in the trade? I'm assuming so. You should already know that. I've, yeah. Really? It's, it's got to be, right? I have no idea. Most well, somebody, jersey numbers are released already. Was well, somebody 97 last year that he has to steal it from? I think that's something that we have from, to know. We are officially over two hours. <clears throat> well, I'll if we you. take the intro. But actually, yeah, the intro, yeah, we had the, the yeah, that's a great point. So we, so still, we still have a couple minutes to spare and talk about our, yeah. our lives and stuff. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with the 97. <laughs> it's a great double IPA. I think they did a great job. I, I'm really a big fan of the doubles. I think the doubles give you so much more flavor for the, the heaviness. The heaviness is kind of the same, I think, when it comes to a single and a double, but you just get that extra alcohol, a little more flavor, and... I've, last I heard, people like both of those things. So I feel like the only other double IPAs I've ever really enjoyed have come from Arvon. Yeah, Arvon honestly. has some good doubles. So. They're, they're definitely more hazy than, than this. This is more traditional IPA yeah. rather than the New England double. I noticed know? that in some of the pours, too, from Arvon. They're not quite as dark, a little blonder. But For yeah. sure. But no, that was, that was good. We'll, we'll uh, keep this thing going here. But that was episode 156. Thank you both for, for being here. Suits. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for watching live and commenting. Thank you all for listening after the fact. Please just reach out to us. Let us know you're listening. Um, talk to you next week. You've been listening to State of if My Sports. 
From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.